What's happening, weirdos? Uh, an amazing episode with Nathan Willett, my new pal, from the uh, great band Cold War Kids. Uh, if you guys don't know Cold War Kids, they are incredible. As I discuss in this episode, they were my pick me, the official pick-me-up music of my ride into the Pete Holmes show. And I, I can't tell if this moment is awkward or not. You'll have to tell me when you hear it. it also, the inspiration for the theme song, which I'm not sure how Nathan felt about that. Uh, for your theme song? For the Pete Holmes show. Really? Yeah, it was, uh, it was um, Miracle Mile was the song that inspired, we kind of did a sound alike. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. But, you know, I, 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 think, he, I think he was fine with it, obviously. So uh, let's make it up for Nathan and, and download a bunch of Cold War Kids <laughs> uh, because of this great conversation. Um, no uh, official sponsor here, just as always, the Pete's. The Peter's Picks. Let's make it official. My name is Peter. These are Peter's Picks. Uh, it's so funny. I just had dinner with an old friend of mine um, who got back in touch with me because he listened to me and Ern and you, Valerie, on that episode. Uh, my friend Nick. And he. one of the first things he asked me was one of the things that a lot of people ask me, which is, do you really take Alpha Brain? And I was like, yes. And when we left, he, I took him to my car and gave him a bottle which he was, uh, I don't know why people are surprised. I mean it. Peter's picks are real. I take these products every day. I swear by them. Alpha Brain is a earth-grown nootropic. Uh, I was telling him that I showed the ingredients to my fancy uh, Los Angeles doctor, uh, nutritionalist doctor uh, hybrid, and she was like, these are all good things. So that was wonderful. Uh, And I started taking it uh, three, maybe four years ago. I swear by it. It's basically the food your brain needs. It's not a stimulant. It just helps with creativity, focus, memory, concentration, recall. Anything I do that involves my noodle or brain. <laughs> I didn't mean that, that as a dick joke. I meant my noodle as my, as my noggin. Let's say noggin. I take Alpha Brain, two Alpha Brain, 15 minutes before. Three if I'm desperate. I wish I had it in college. I take it before podcasts. I take it before writing a script. I take it before I do stand-up. I take it before Valerie and I go on a date. Because sometimes your brain, you're just brain fatigued, gets tired before your body, and you want to go out and you want to have a nice, uh, nice chitty chat. Chitty, chitty chat chat. So try it if you want. I reached out to them. I was like, look, I love this product. Can you give the listeners a uh, promo code? They said yes. Go to onnit.com, O-N-N-I-T.com slash weird, and you'll get 10% off. Alpha Brain or any of the other products you see on that page, uh, MCT oil, stuff like that. The other product, uh, which I also took twice today, once in the morning and then again in the afternoon, is uh, Charlotte's Web Hemp Oil. Hemp sounds like it's weed. It's made from that plant, but they take out the THC, which is the psychoactive element, and they leave the healthy, wonderful, beneficial part, the CBD oil, the healing CBD oil. I love this. Uh, product because it makes me a little bit easier to laugh, a little bit uh, quicker to smile, a little bit lighter, a little bit more happy, healthy glow. It was developed to help a young girl, uh, younger than 10, who is uh, named Charlotte, who was having seizures, and the only thing that would help was CBD oil. So that is kind of the origin of this product. I take it not for any serious ailments. I take it for aches, pains, anxiety, before a party, anytime I'm stressed, it's just a nice little secret weapon. Takes the edge off. 
Not in the way that like we say like booze or weed. It's not an intoxicant. It's just something that kind of smooths the edges. Uh, if it sounds vague, the best way to get into it is to try it. Go to cwhemp.com slash weird and use promo code keep it crispy. I like the Everyday Advanced or the Everyday Plus. Um, they're a little bit more expensive, but you have to take way less of it to notice the effects. Mint chocolate is my flavor of choice. That's it. Do you want to plug Zip Recruiter? Zip Recruiter. Zip Recruiter. Zip Recruiter. Zip Recruiter. <laughs> Enjoy Nathan Willett. I do mean it. Let's let's all listen to some Cold War kids. It's great driving to work music. It's great driving home from work music. It's great sex music. <laughs> I'm just trying. Ooh, Ashante. Uh, I'm just trying to, to big them up. I think they're great. I loved our conversation. Uh, enjoy. Get into it. He took out a Charlotte's Web Hemp t-shirt right when he said that. I know, it's crazy. We're so in this life, it's crazy. <laughs> Get into it. Hello. Oh, you screamed hit it? I did, you didn't hear oh. me scream. You didn't well, I, scre- I thought you said kid it. <laughs> ah. I was like, cool, oh, was cool intro. That was a man screaming hit it. <laughs> but Katie knows. Just for fun. How's it going? Was Good, that- man. I'm so glad to meet you. Very nice to meet you, too. Yeah. Uh, were you, was that you in the car in the back? Yes, in the Volvo 240. In the old Volvo. Yeah, yeah. Valerie, do you listen to this podcast? I do. My wife, Valerie. Yeah. Yeah, there you, you go. You just got married when you were sending me emails about scheduling it. You were like... Right. Hey, by the way, I got married and I'm going and I'm... And then we Whoa. fell off. This, yeah. has been, this has been one of the harder ones to book. Uh, but I'm glad we're finally yeah, doing it. Yeah, me too. Super I'm exciting. I'm so glad. But I know, yeah, like, I know you well. I know you well um, yeah. you know, through this. I'm honored. Yeah, man. Damn, Katie. Give me a pen before you leave. Um, <laughs> so Valerie you, wants an old Volvo. Wants. She wants to get into That's it. That's an achievable dream. Is that, oh, is that the joke behind I mean, your want? Yeah, you can I, get an old Volvo. Well, you can every, get one. Just because every single person that, like, you know, that's like, ooh, man, you got one of those? Man, I had one of those. Everybody you know, has a whatever, story about 20 it. 20 years ago, or my parents had one or something, and it's always like. But it's cool. I mean, it's I cool again. It. It's so. It, yeah, maybe. <laughs> no, it definitely is, is it? cool okay, again. Okay, no, I, well, you know what I it is? It's in car, like Noah Baumbach movies. His leads are always driving old yellow Volvos. Yeah. Anytime you see. Um, What's her name? Lady Bird? Her name's... Yes, Greta Gerwig. Greta. I was saying Chloe. She's always in like a yellow station. So that's Valerie loves Greta Gerwig. I love Greta Gerwig. Yeah. And I, I, my parents had an old Volvo, but I think it's Noah Baumbach and Greta Gerwig yeah, yeah, that yeah. made your car. Also, old BMWs. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you know yeah, who yeah. you I are. I mean, old BMWs way cooler. But no, yeah. it's not no. anymore because okay. now the Volvo is so honest. Yeah, yeah. It's pure. <laughs> its intentions are pure. I remember reading. There's a Jonathan Franzen book, Freedom, and he. Do you mind if he, I move this up? He goes for like a long. He goes on and on about. The the symbolism of that Volvo, the the liberal eighties, yes, uh, or it's like there. I forget where they are. They're like in Rhode Island or something. But um, yeah, it, it, in the family car, the progressive. It's everything. Uh, Squid and the Whale, which yeah, is also yeah, yeah, is, is yeah, that yeah. Noah Bombay? Yes, totally. I Squid and the Whale, like the and they're saddest movie. It's the saddest made. movie. And wept and wept and wept. It's yeah. so sad. Yeah, and I want to I want to open with a compliment that your music, like that movie. 
There's something. It's greater than the sum of its parts. That was the compliment I had ready for you. That's great. That's I was really listening nice. to you guys, and I had all these flashbacks. I used to listen. I still listen to you guys, but I used to listen to you guys. You know when a, a band becomes a ritual. Yeah. And I would put you guys on on my drive to the Pete Holmes show, uh-huh. my old talk show. So I would blast these yeah. these records, and it was really bringing me back. And what's interesting though is, and and what's really difficult I think to achieve in music. Is to get to that, it's more than just what's happening. People hate when it's flat, like frosting or something. They want it to have something. I'm typically drawn to, to vocalists that have uh-huh. a lot of, uh, I don't want to just say soul, that's kind of like a write off, but you know what I mean? Like no, it's, that's it's great. compelling. Okay. Compelling, interesting. Yeah. And the sound is compelling and deep. What happened to my earphones? Uh-huh. During this awesome compliment for Nathan, I know. Well, and I'm a little lost, but I, I like I like where it's going. No, no, this is flat, what's going to happen. Things are flat. No, and... we don't like when music is just like think about bad music. It's, yeah, it's like okay. car commercial uh, yeah, music. Okay. Flat yeah, meaning. Yeah, yeah, I get it. It's, not a lot of. It's not like a house you can go out. in and yeah. the kitchen smells like this and the living room has a weird uh-huh. uh, blanket that anybody can use. Anybody can use this blanket. It's like yeah. an everybody blanket. That's yeah. what interesting yeah, music yeah. to me feels like something you can kind of explore and listen to over and over. And and I get that from what you do. That's great. And I also get that from the movie no, The Squid and the Whale. <laughs> yeah. Well, music is so weird. When I think about like a movie like that and how powerful it is and how real life it is and how strange music is. Like, I mean, I always kind of trip out on you know I write music a lot, but I, I but I so often just kind of. I don't. You can't tell a story like that. Like a. You, there's not. Like through, what? Squid in the whale. Yeah. Or yeah. Through the squid in the whale. As that would the, be an as, album, I guess. I mean, <laughs> yeah. But even then, like, I don't. You. Uh, it's just so different. It's like I. I think that even setting out to do that, you can't do that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like music. It's just different. It's different. You put pieces of stories, yeah. and you put emotions and little things that mean something to you but you don't know if they're going to translate right just all that stuff you know so i feel i guess i feel that more than everywhere i'm like uh and i guess because it's you know i'm kind of entering a new phase of of cold war kids and we're working we're kind of like finishing this live record and mixing it out and I, I feel a lot of sense of like looking back a little bit and and, and going like what like uh, you know, I, listening to all this music, but not necessarily remembering what I was thinking and writing certain things or what. Oh, that's funny. Um, you know, and it's interesting too. Like even doing like press and interviews and stuff. Like you start to talk about different songs that people ask about, but if you don't talk about certain things, you won't remember them, and you won't um, like have a story that is on hand to be like, oh yeah, this song's about my grandpa and the thing. But if if you tell that story, you'll always remember it. If you don't, so I, I, looking back on all these things, all these songs and all these moments where I'm like, I don't really remember what the you know the catalyst was for that or yeah. the the emotional. Can you get inside the song if you don't remember? Because it, yeah, it's simple. yeah, you can, yeah, you totally. You can, can just cover your own song. Yeah. Well, I mean, that sounds gross. <laughs> no, in that a way, sounds like you're outside of it but, in a bad way. But. but I think that you have to. Yeah, I think that you. I cover my own stuff. Yeah, I know. I, I, I mean, it comics, sounds like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there are some nights where Berbiglia and I always say, "You do the album." I did the album. Mm. You know what I mean? I mean, because... that's the great luxury of being a musician. If we're doing musician versus comic, like, yeah, being able to just sing your song and and yeah. Not 
you don't have all the variables. You don't have right. like – or no, we don't have all the variables. You have. Like you right. need silence and you're feeding off energy in such a different way. Right. Although it, it's still – it always breaks my heart though. I was just at a music show and a lot of people were talking and I'm kind of like it's even – that yeah. has to feed into you psychically. Not as much – with a comedian, you just can't do it. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. just the teacher I guess going quiet like flicking music the lights. Too. Was it quiet music? Was quiet it Quiet music. Was it Well, you can't – Gentle? Exactly. Like yeah. it – although I, I sometimes wonder because I immediately go to Elliot Smith and I'm like – did that guy start playing and people kind of perked up because there was something behind it? Or, I have to imagine, because we live in reality, yeah. more likely. He had terrible shows. Yeah, that's what I'm and saying. Terrible audience. I that's saw him play. Oh, really? Terrible audience at Spaceland in like right. 2000. Just some sad guy. Yeah. Like, oh, some man, sad guy. brutal and he was like, and everyone was like, oh, this is awful. Yeah. I kind of like this guy, but right. just can't stand watching it. Right. Yeah. But we romanticize. We're like, oh, he was so powerful. He probably yeah. transfixed the crowd. No way. When no the truth way. is, everybody no eats yeah. nuts all the time. Yeah, yeah. And his whole magic, or not whole, his part of his live magic being in the room with him is that the room felt sorry for him and wanted to save him. Oh, and, interesting. And that you would see him and go like, oh, my God, this guy is breaking in front of our eyes. He can't rise above it. He can't uh, get his shit together and even remember the words or sing the song. Is he... Is he wasted? Is he just afraid? Everybody oh, that sort of wanted. Stuff that yeah, it was crazy. I've never seen anything like that. And um, you mean like the substance stuff was bleeding into the show, or yeah, it was just so. Uh, well, all those things. I think anxiety, depression, the the kind of music that he made, the kind of fan that would already be drawn to it based on the record, but then seeing him live and having a sense of like, oh my god, this guy—it's too real. It's yeah. too painful. Yeah. Um, but like. You want to save him, so you're like invested and you're you're very present in right, watching him right. be like struggle. You want him to win. You want him to be able to play the song. Right. And uh, something kind of beautiful about that, but you can't. You don't don't try. But to also, that. not every crowd will have that <laughs> compassion to be like, yeah, I'm pulling true. for this guy. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, when you have to, it's funny when we were emailing. You had all these shows, and I was like, of course. He's out touring and, and constantly. Is that your life? Is you're yeah. always doing shows? Um, I don't well, know why I think like some guys like make a record and it takes them three years. Yeah, and, and they're just kind of living in a beach house or something. Man, no, like you're you're playing. We always are playing. Um, we do a good chunk of touring. Like not as I mean, yeah, a lot of touring. Like a, I want to know how you stay in it. How how what what like the real nuts and bolts of touring and playing these songs because your your songs aren't. Easy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, I relate because my comedy isn't that easy, yeah. meaning I go up and down in my vocals. Yeah. It's not music, yeah. but, like, there's jokes where it's, the joke is up here, yeah. or whatever it is. And do you mean, like, losing your voice? Losing your just, voice, yeah, fatigue, yeah. and then, uh, this is maybe not right, but I wonder what the, the similar thing is for you, is if I'm not feeling the way that my guy feels, the, uh-huh. the, the Pete that goes on stage, if I don't feel that way... Yeah kind of hard to make the jokes work i mean i guess it's just that thing where you just i mean i've been so sick on tour and so like to where i you know just be in bed in a bus all day and then just go almost straight on stage and i i think there's a lot to be said about adrenaline and just the stuff that kicks in that um there yeah i guess there's a weird something i you don't even talk about i think you just you show up and you do it a th- i mean we have toured so much and played i mean i th- i would guess like 3000 shows or something like that in mm. 12 years or something wow. like so much touring and 
What's your encore? Yeah, yeah uh, <laughs> we we do this. Well, we, we two songs. Saint John is a song from the first record. Something's not right with me is a song from the second record. Yeah. Those are both songs that we like have real jam outs. Yeah, okay. so we're very like from the beginning. We we're very much not a jam out band. We didn't know how to do that kind of thing at all. We're not super musicians, right? And we didn't. And uh, oh, I don't agree with that. I said right, but I, 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 right, I, I don't right. hear that. I'm, I'm sure your contemporaries are like <laughs> well, somebody uh, gets why you're not great. I don't get it. You know, it, I think you guys are. Awesome. Oh, thank you. Yeah. But, um, Musically, too. We don't have any jazz. We don't have any jazz that I, we're throwing in there. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, both of those, those are, those are the closers. Nathan, We've stretched jazz them out. is very unpopular. <laughs> I, I, jazz is coming back. Jazz is, that, is coming back right now. I love Hard. jazz. I'm not yeah. just saying that to cover up for my joke. No. I listen more to jazz and instrumental stuff than anything. Yeah. I mean, like, in hip-hop and in, in rock and, like, I, I was listening to Frank Ocean on the way here. I listen to him all the time. There's so much little jazz in it. Yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. And it's fresh. It's the smart guys that yeah. dabble in the hard magic. But it's cool. <laughs> it's, like, it's weird that it's becoming cool again. I think there's a lot of, like, music schooly kids that are, like, uh, but even, like, the Kendrick Lamar record, there's so much cool, like, mm-hmm. real out-there jazz music in popular... In popular culture, you know. Yeah. But yeah, it's cool. But it's fun to see. I, You know, I see it in comedy. I was telling somebody yesterday, I was like, the deep dive. We want to go deep with the comedian. Yeah. And jazz does feel kind of deep. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's something. Talk about not being like the compliment I was giving you. The, the music takes you somewhere. Yeah. It's greater than the sum of its parts. Jazz is insane. Yeah. You know it's what I mean? Insane, like, yeah. it's like four guys, three guys. Yeah. And, and you're... I always think you're in a basement somewhere and you're yeah. having a cocktail and, and you're just transfixed. Like yeah. it really can yeah. go. But you have to have a certain degree of like faith or something totally. that you yep. would go to a jazz show. Yeah. Because a lot of it, you can't just put on jazz on your Pandora. Like you're not going to get what you're looking for. You have to find the right jazz yeah. for you. <laughs> right, right. There's an, another a newish group that's called Bad, Bad, Not Good. Like a jazz, like a modern kind of like jazz, but use a lot of like keys and and like it's more contemporary it's hard it's hard that you have to qualify jazz with like it's not cheesy i know, you know but it's they're it they're also so phenomenal cheese. like if you ever see them playing live somewhere right like, right yeah. i hear yeah. that i don't even know the word for it because i was trying to because I, I was on spotify and i was like jazz and then i'd yeah. see all these things that are like playlists that are like yeah. cool jazz and i'd put it on and immediately you're getting a root canal you yeah. know what I mean? And you're, you're just like I don't mean. You that's mean how like you feel. too avant-y, you're, like too like a too noisy? Is that what you mean? No, it's it's too oh, 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 smoothed too, out, oh, like oh, in yeah, a waiting yeah, okay. room in a yeah. lobby. Literally, not literally. At, yes. yeah, okay. literally, yeah. you're hearing yeah. music. You would hear too soft, too boring, too soft, too, yeah, boring. too vanilla, and like you can't even really put your finger on it. But what is the difference between that and the miles, best, like miles kind Davis, of blue? Exactly. Yeah, why? yeah, yeah. But that's kind of what we're talking about. Is that old jazz sounds like. Uh, an old hardwood floor and the way that it mm. creaks when you walk on it. Yeah. It's natural. It it had to be. Yeah. These were just four. It has a little bit Elliot Smith. It has a history yeah, of similar yeah, yeah. drug abuse and sadness. <clears throat> and these guys are like mm. bleeding through their trumpet. Mm-hmm. And let's not even bring Kenny. Poor Kenny G. I we know. used to love him. I know. But it got G- it right. got G'd. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. got G'd. Yeah. But I mean, like, you must struggle with that in what you do, yeah. uh, meaning... It might be kind of tempting to not, and you're, you're saying there's no jazz in your music, but there are risks and there's things that you're doing. Yeah. I have to think because you're trying to get at the gold in you and bring it out. Yeah. And maybe people won't follow you. And there. there's easier ways to do it. 
Yeah. What do you mean? Uh, in writing music, there's, you know, the first stuff that we did was a lot of like, yeah, like, you know, four dudes in a room and <laughs> all the all the flaws and let it shine and all that stuff. And it's, and it's you know, and then, of course, the more you do it, the more you go like, ah, oh, we... You know this. This needs to be better. Or like, you can't stay in the same place. So you can't just keep doing that. If it, you know. But at the same time, your audience doesn't want you to change too much. Yeah. You know that feeling where it's like, I want to be able to put on the artist all their records on shuffle, and I don't want one of the records yeah. to be suddenly like synth pop or something. Yeah. Like, why did they do that? Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. Or sometimes, it's, sometimes they do. Yeah. But you can't do that with like Beck. You know what I mean? Like, you can't... Beck is either going to be, like, fun dance stuff that he does, or yeah. it's going to be sea change. So there are exceptions. Yes. But you guys want to grow, but is that a consideration? We don't want to lose people? Uh, I mean, it's one of those things, like, you maybe don't say out loud, but you're aware of. Right. Like, um... But, yeah, there's so many examples. I, I mean, I hear that thing of not wanting to, like... It, it kind of... It can be obnoxious to take too far of a left-field turn into... But, like, you know, Beck's such a great example and being so serious and so fun and so many things. Um, mm. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I, you know, there's... I guess I wonder, like, uh, with music, you get to kind of follow your heart and at the end of the day, you can be abstract and think about where you want to go with it and, like, I, I want to make this really fun dance record. But like if I was to walk into a studio, like I, I don't, I don't think I'd have the ability to be so conceptual. Like at the end right. of the day, things are going to kind of, is it more me. dreamlike? Is it more, is it vaguer yeah. than, I, than yeah. we're talking about it? Yeah. I don't, I don't necessarily like, yeah, there's a lot of just like surrendering to kind yes. of whatever happens. Letting it be what it wants to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And what is yeah. that like collaborating? What is it what is the process like? Um well, it's changed a lot. Honestly, it's been a lot more like um me and uh well our producer Lars and I have um it's 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 in that place where how like especially this last record is called Ellie Divine and it came out maybe in March or something, but um it was a lot of talking about it, like embracing a lot of the unique weirdness of even kind of like first record stuff, and then also um, building upon it. And and uh, so yeah, a lot of it's is the producer really I, involved? Yeah, yeah, he's a, a guy that you come yeah. to him with a kernel. Yeah, because I mean I don't know. Yeah, I mean we've had different band members change. Uh, the, that dynamic of collaboration and spontaneity and um, I don't know the experience that I've had is that you can't it, it doesn't stay the same no matter what you do you yeah. know so you you ha I I am I looked to people outside of us whereas we were very insular early mm -hmm. on so um, oh interesting yeah. so yeah. you've learned buddy can I say yeah. that's something that I'm learning making a TV show okay. that's like the lesson I mean it's the only thing learning. that's saved there was yeah. there, for me there was a real time where it was like okay I can either I can do one of two things I can keep do I can keep doing and sort of become Cold War Kids or I can like start put a solo record or call it a call it another name or something and um and and in going this way of like all right I, I'm all in on Cold War Kids and I'm gonna own it and lead it and all mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. um that was uh, one of like probably the hardest one of the harder decisions of my life, and 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 I'm very glad for it now. But um, yeah, it caused me to 
uh, have to look outside a lot and be very, you know, insecure and afraid of uh, messing with the original kind of formula and all that stuff and, and re- like, having to face all the, like, oh, my God, I, I know that I suck at so many things. Um, it's – all that stuff is scary. Even, you know, now I'm – now it's different for me. Like, I can wa- – I but it, still a lot of stuff's new for me. Walking into the room with a producer that I've never met before mm. and, like, starting to work on a song – uh, is still like, uh, you know, it's still something that on my drive up, I'm like, whew, <laughs> okay, that's yeah. cool, it's gonna be cool, and I got, and I feel like I, you know, I do some like mental preparation and all that stuff. But, um, <laughs> what is the fantasy? I mean, the fear has to be what? Like you thought this was a song, or is it more complicated than that? No, and it's just, it's just sitting there and going like, I got nothing. Yeah, everything we're messing around is. is it's I for me I think the fear is like it's just shallow it's empty there's no mm. feeling in it there's no and then because of that like there's I don't I'm not even I don't have any poetry in me I don't have any like you know like I'm empty and uh, mm. and and I and I maybe I'm just trying to do music because that's all I know how to do and that uh, you know all the worst so stu- funny that's you know, well stuff put like, that's well put like uh, I'm doing this because it's my job now yeah exactly <laughs> and I, I have nothing so to say sad. I don't have anything to say you right. know and like and there's nothing worse that's what sadness than, is I have nothing to offer yeah. I have nothing to say and I guess you know we've seen how old are you. I'm 38. 38, me too. Whoa. Hit it. Oh, hey, yeah. Um, <laughs> Worst high five. Yeah, we, we got <laughs> pinkies. It was my we fault. I went with my pinkies. right. I should have uh-huh. gone left. Um, I th- I feel like we, you know, the era of the, like, <sighs> cool indie band that got on radio and you're kind of like, wait, I don't like them anymore. And, you know, uh, selling out was a thing that people talked about. You know, exact, just all the dorky. The I remember when um, Green Day went to Geffen and people oh were mad about it. And yeah. I was like, I re- I'm such a nerd. I remember yeah. being like, this record sounds great. <laughs> totally. totally. Like you, do you like Green Day? I do, yeah. You remember there was a Welcome to Paradise on yes. Kerplunk and there yes. was Welcome to Paradise on, yes. on Dookie. Yes. And yeah. I was like, it's better on Dookie. Yeah. Well, the producer came in and fucking yeah. ripped it into shape. Your I'm sure they would say the 15 same. 15-year-old, what? Is that what it was? Yeah, exactly. We were around Self, that. Like, you were smart. Putting in the earphones, and I was like, yeah. this is better. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, so so wise, it's, really. <laughs> no, but it was square. It was probably cooler well, to think they were better when they sounded garagey. But then. But, and ooh. I also remember even thinking, Nate, that I was like, more people will hear them now. Good for them. Yeah. I want them to have yeah. salmon bagels. But I wish I thought. I mean, you you were ahead. You were so you far ahead. You think so? But, what do yeah, you mean? Because, like, because it was so lame. Because I think that I've had to learn in some ways, like, unlearn cool stuff. Unlearn, like, like, maybe this, like, I don't know. The, I hear the indie label that put it out originally and how cool. And I, but it, you're right. It's more listenable and not because more people will like it, but because, like, it, it the engineer that like you know it's so hard to talk about better uh, yes. it, like there is a objective thing called better quality in a studio but at the same time like you know the soulfulness of a recording and like right. the better you know the best studio that Bob Dylan went into in the 80s that you know maybe like made everyone go ew what like why did you go into the best studio when what we want from you is like your acoustic guitar and your voice right. and like what is the equivalent now and of an your, iphone like right um but <laughs> and in your defense where does your mojo lie you're you were going like defending your own cool and wasn't it because right. behind those walls is that little ember of what 
helped you make your art, you know? Yeah. Like, it wasn't just like you wanted to be cool so people would think you were cool. It's like Radiohead don't want to leave wherever they live, uh, yeah. Oxford or something. Yeah. Yeah. They don't want to leave because they don't want to lose their mojo. So you're kind of yeah. like, I have to kind of believe these things and fight yeah. this yeah, fight. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And stay gritty. And I've seen people like like that live there then and still live there. And, and it's like, you know, it's sad. And you're like, God, it's like that. that is a thing for me that – I've had to that that I get a lot of anxiety and and like get angry about a mentality that I think I grew up with of you know going to the going to punk shows in in Southern California uh, and I think in ways reacting against a like a culture of just broy neon and sublime and no doubt yeah, and yeah. Um, and wanting to be like cool wanting to be the Smiths and Velvet Underground and 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 and, and, um, and now kind of coming full circle on a lot of that but stuff and being the, that's like where you, you're right on yeah, track yeah but you started there yeah no I did and I, I promise you like what we're talking about that sort of this is Richard Rohr I don't know if you've heard me say it transcending and including yeah meaning you're you're moving past but you're also kind of including the goodness of what was behind you yeah does that make sense yeah totally okay so, I wasn't doing that when I was young I'm trying to do it now yeah, yeah. no that's great I love it when um, I was young I was just square okay let me backtrack on, <laughs> on something here so yeah. my friend who told me about your podcast and he um, and I and I listened to it a lot and I and I learned of Richard Rohr from him and then you yeah and um so I've like, and then falling upward for me Did and for, for making this last record was a huge thing for That's me. That's right. We emailed Better about that. High Five. Better yeah. High Five. So huge Better thing high for five. me. Like I. Uh, it's, a, it's a game changer. Yeah. Just it's it a game really, really, really knocked me down. Right. And, um, but this is what we're talking about. This yeah. is the second half of life stuff where you don't look at that. Keep going. So, but just let me do all my like yes. run through timeline and name check. Be, like this, this, listen to your podcast in the the the, the circle, and I different friends of mine. I'm going to try to say this, and I'm bad at uh, being at summarizing, but <laughs> different friends of mine that have also been aware of this like this little circle that you have, like Rob Bell, Pete Rollins, these guys that I have a lot of friends that come from that similar place of like kind of post churchy or like uh christians or believers or seekers or whatever you know right. all that's st- um right that's a you know big part of of both you know who i am and who i was and all that um so yeah it's it's uh so who told you about richard Rich- this is a friend of yours. You're a friend name of check mine. Um, well, my friend Rob, but as, oh. uh, basically like a circle of friends who who listen to all you guys and who are like, and some of them are like, oh, I hung out with this guy at this or that or something, and and so I like I feel like you guys are doing something intentionally with each other or independently of each other or um, that is uh, taking what is you know in in a Richard Rohr book or. Um, that is a a little headier and a little distant, and bringing it to you know, bringing it to uh, comedy and and right. entertainment and popular culture in a way that uh, that for me is really uh, a big deal. And so because I'm very grateful to I you for that. that. That's yeah. very nice of you to yeah. say. You know what it is? Is when it's real, you can bring it to the conversation. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. When yeah. you're pretending to believe, yeah. and I'm talking about myself. Yeah. When you're growing up, just kind of like 
in a church and kind of you it's inherited faith and you, yeah and you think you believe and you want to be a good person yeah you, don't you really want to belong and you talk about you don't really I, but yeah. like when you try to bring it into a conversation just on a road trip with your buddies yeah 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 it's fucking awkward yeah because people know like music yeah like art like sex like all the things that we have instincts about we go this isn't real this guy's this guy's faking it yeah and when yeah, you yeah. get someone like richard Rohr who's like solid yeah. like oak yeah. like a fucking elder yeah you know what i mean like this guy is wise and so then where, you can quote him and people are like yeah that's got this guy's also cool the thing that i like <laughs> the thing that i wonder like because richard Orr was a guy that like worked in prisons ministries and yeah. like us for being in entertainment where, where do we where do you get the stuff that is nourishing and deep and dark and dirty that you you like can you get all that from watching somebody on stage or being on stage or being in that environment of people uh talking shit and having a great time and getting really deep sometimes and hitting that deep nerve but also right. like you're not in an environment that is maybe that I don't know, or real dead. or desperate or something. <laughs> oh, you know I don't know I mean? if I understand. Are you saying can you get church <laughs> in in rock and roll? Not church, but like <laughs> real uh, hands dirty service and oh. experience of like people at their most desperate. That well, you, you tell have. me. You music attracts yeah. a specific type of person, yeah. a different kind of. Fan. Obviously, there's a huge overlap with comedy and music fans, but then I feel like there's some people who are only ministered through music. Mm-hmm. Don't you yeah. find that? Yeah, yeah, people yeah. People project hard yeah. onto your Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I listen to Miracle Mile. In fact, the Pete Holmes Show theme is a ripoff of Miracle Mile. Oh, <laughs> so you like, might owe me Yeah, I owe you money. a lot yeah. of money. <laughs> <laughs> so great. I'll, I'll talk to your secretary on the way out. <laughs> me, you know what I mean. We said we love this song and they made something that kind of sounded yeah. like it because uh, we couldn't afford it. I mean, I would have loved to sure. have that song well, play. Just email me next time. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you. Yeah. But okay. this happens. <laughs> this is what happens. But yeah. I would listen to that song constantly and Valerie and I were long distance at the time, uh-huh. and the line um, "I'd be all right if I could just see you" yeah. meant what it meant to me. Yeah. So what I'm saying is that's yeah. just a guy missing his his girlfriend. Yeah. But people take what you're doing and they project onto them mm-hmm. whatever they're going through, and they can do serious work in like a very safe place. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I was writing about like how drums and bass and and the emotion in your voice is so much better or, or so much more than what it's about than actually the lyrics or the name of the album uh-huh. or the color of the CD. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. People are there to gather around the fire and, and beat their own drums inside while yeah. along with it. So I think there's, a, there's something, there's a ministry to that for sure. Yeah, yeah. Is that yeah, kind yeah. of what you meant? Yeah, I, I, let's see. When I think about musicians that take the it's like we don't live in an era when like when i think of um uh, a music a musician that has has treated their fans like a tribe and like somebody to be followed and point them in a direction and all that stuff Mm. like i don't uh oh that makes you 
upset. That makes me nervous. It's icky. Yeah, it's, it's icky. like, oh, God. Like, you can't, you don't have, it, like you said, it's like your music does things that you don't intend for it to That's do. That's what I'm that, saying, yeah. Yeah. So when you take responsibility for it and then try to direct all those people to the thing that you think they all need because it's right for you then that's really gross and weird. I completely agree. And uh, But I don't even know if we live in that world anymore because I feel like that's a, I don't know, 70s. I think of like, um, I don't know. Yeah, So I, it, but we live in a world where it's like Instagram and social media and you direct people to different causes, but you don't, um, I don't know. I don't but know it, it's the difference between explaining what you figured out or being in it with them. You yeah. know, like you, yeah, yeah. you're also showing up for the ceremony. Yeah. You're performing it, but I hope on your good shows, you're also receiving yeah. the unspoken message of a night out with, a, with fans and, and with your bandmates. Yeah, totally, totally. And I guess it's that, it, it where is that line where it's like, for me, when I'm like, when it's at its best and I'm like, am I giving enough? Like, could I be giving, like... Could I be giving more or showing more or, like, uh, pointing at things that I love more or something? You know what I mean? Like, I guess – or, like, a case in point was, like, there's a song called Love is Mystical that's on this record. And, and, I, and I was very much inspired by Richard Rohr. And, 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 but I'm like, how much time do, and effort do I spend trying to point people to that? Mm. Um, or even talking about the song – at all beyond what it actually says. There's like a. Uh, did you ever listen to Fugazi? I was more of a minor threat guy. Did you? Okay. There's a. There's like a Fugazi documentary that's so great. But um, but in it he talks about like you know the song is the song. I don't need to write the song and then talk about the well, song. Well, Rob and I talk about this too. When okay. you write a book, yeah, then you have to do press about it. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. I just wrote guys. Yeah. So falling upward. And for fuck's sake. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, well, it's you in the fi- book. I don't know if you find yourself in writing something and then also st- and then fighting to not be in the place of explaining and being like, oh, soon I'll be doing press for this. So how will I explain this kind of right. thing? Or which you could make the case that that can make you write better because you want to explain yourself more. But then you could kind of make the case that you might get so tangled up in the logical side of trying That's to explain yourself that you yeah. stop being creative. You stop having an output. And I've felt that a lot. And like, that's actually something that I feel like I end up writing a, a lot about so that I can kind of get out of that. Totally. And it's strange. But it's head stuff. Yeah. It's, it's head, head stuff, stuff versus yeah. heart stuff. Yeah. And when you write a song, this is one of our few remaining kind of ethereal, vague arts. You know yeah, what I mean? Like there's right. swells yeah. and there's rhythms and there's all these things that are kind of uh, going past our intellect and, yeah. and touching us. Yeah. That's why my dad doesn't like church, but he cries at the music. I yeah. always look over him and he's yeah. tearing up at, at Amazing Grace or whatever. And yeah. I'm like, it's something is going on. We're wired for this stuff. So yeah. I would say the better you are at talking about a song that you wrote in a state, and I'm not saying you clo- your eyes rolled back yeah. in your head. I'm just saying you got to a place, you were feeling something. Yeah. And then you made something. And the better you are at talking about it, this isn't Microsoft. You didn't build a computer. You shouldn't be able to be like, well, it's these many ones and these many zeros, and you can do it too. It should be kind of like, I don't know, the song should speak for itself, right? Yeah, 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 totally. But I think that you see certain, like a pop musician that, you know, that is 
like a Taylor Swift or something that that is awesome at at uh, spelling out. Jake song. Gyllenhaal. <laughs> yeah. This and, one's about and you Jake. And you go like, man, that – like people in some ways, as much as, as you said, like that's a great – like a, a vague – one of the last of the vague arts or yeah. like an abstract yeah. thing that can be interpreted a million ways. But when you give it to people and you're like, it's about this ultra-specific thing, like people are like, oh – in a lot of ways, I see how it helps people. And while that is not me and I don't even think or write that way, I see how I'm like, oh, man, that'd be helpful. Like if things would go further and and, uh, and I wish I was better at pointing at, yeah. at, at the thing. Well, it's another way that what you're making is consumable. Yeah. It not only is the song edible, but the plate is edible too. Yeah. You can eat everything. Yeah, yeah. And you're saying – Sorry, it's just a plate. Like the song yeah. was, was on like, the plate. And, and I think that that's what uh, – uh, there's like a little – a knot in my stomach that when I think about someone being like, well, what is it about? And you're like – like kind of – you know, you want it to be – you want it – I don't want it to point back to there being like, I don't know because I didn't write it well enough or form the thought well enough or something. Yeah, like, but couldn't you say I didn't dry it out enough? It's like getting a. I've said this before. It's like finding a beautiful wet stone. Mm-hmm. By this is what my computer graphics teacher used to say about mm-hmm. printing computer art. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, forget that I said that because mm-hmm. it's a good point, Mister G made. You find a wet stone by the by in the ocean and it's beautiful. Uh-huh. You know when you just see something and you go, "Fuck, there it is." Yeah. And then you walk it over to your friends on their blanket, and by the time you get there, it dries out. Yeah. Like. Not everything is to be compartmentalized into like one of those beautiful Japanese lunch boxes yeah. that you get at a sushi place between eleven and two. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. isn't it also a compliment that you're like, I left some of the mystery in. We sure do like it when we go. This is what it's about, and and we can go great. And maybe mm. that's why people. And maybe that's another reason I'm not really crazy about musicals is you know what it's about because it's like in the story. Yeah. But I tend to like music. I was talking about this with Val. I was like, I listen to Radiohead most days. Yeah. I go in phases, like three yeah, months yeah, of Radiohead, yeah. a month no Radiohead. Yeah. And I, I'm like Val. I've heard this song a hundred thousand times. I don't know what he's saying yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, I, I feel it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Isn't that good too? No, that's amazing. I, it, it Radiohead is always, it's an interesting example. It's it's kind of the thing that that we make fun of when I love Radiohead. Yeah. Um, a lot of especially like a younger band that's like there, there's like this distinction that I think that happens at a certain point where you're like, man, we don't want to try to write like I don't know hit songs or songs that everyone will love. Like we want to kind of do this more like Radiohead thing, right. and you're like. You fucking jerk. You, you think that you can decide to do that. Yeah, you know, like you yeah. think that if you just, uh, uh, yeah, turn off your logical brain and, and, and vibe out and like that's not something that you get to just uh, tap into right. when you want to or right. as a rejection of the system or right. something. And so – but the interesting thing about that is that they're enormously popular. So everyone wants to be both enormously popular and totally artistic. That's Nirvana and follow to me. The vibe. Like um, they wa- Radiohead wants to write hooks. 
Yes. You don't accidentally write hooks. Yeah. There's to- there's hooks. Yeah. It, they're like cat- – they're not – I wouldn't say they don't get looped in my head. It's but one of the reasons I like it, need, but they're catchy. They don't need – they don't need radio. They don't need to show themselves in a way that if you want to be relevant in music um, – and, and I guess I'm you know, speaking from Colder Kids and from my own experience. Like there are these moments where I've do, uh, where you kind of have that sense of like, oh, we, we could very easily like, like be thought of as like, oh, I remember those guys. They had that cool thing. <laughs> and we're just gone. We're dead. And people are like, how come you guys don't do this? And it's like, well, because nobody uh, – we don't have an audience beyond, you know, um, what – beyond that time and place. So to like so – to keep finding an audience and uh, – uh, I don't know. I mean you – I guess it's hard to – you got to keep reinventing it. I right. Guess. Um, but you, you also – what I'm hearing you say is – it's very similar to comedy. Yeah. It's like I don't like guys that decide to be clean because it's good for business. Yeah. I like guys who are clean. Yeah. Mulaney is a clean fella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you yeah. joke around with Mulaney, yeah, he might be a little bit dirtier than yeah. he is on stage yeah. because it's easy. It's easy yeah. to say fuck and it's funny or it makes it a little bit funnier. But like he's just that guy yeah. and we love things that are just that guy. Yeah, and, like it's I don't be know Tom York, yeah. but come on, the guy yeah. looks like it's raining. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I, and that's beautiful. I'm saying yeah. he's a beautiful person, but when he plays that music, I don't go where where's this coming from? Right, I'm right, like, yeah, right, that's right, that's right. about right. That's about right. Yeah. His his demeanor and the, and the way that he is. And we like people to be what they are. So I think I, he's authentically himself. I think he totally is. But I guess I the only thing I would say is that I I think that people maybe that he's not also viewed as like he's also like a brilliant uh brilliant at working the system. Like he's brilliant. He's been brilliant with how he's Put his records out and the labels that he's chosen and the how mark, pay pay yeah. what you want was like a brilliant move yeah. at the right time. Yeah, that's that's also what I don't hear these hypothetical kids saying. We want to be like radio, right? Yeah, they don't understand, and that's why I said Nirvana because Nirvana wanted to be popular. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's not a mistake that they write hit songs. You know, they don't play Creep anymore, but they did write it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but the authenticity route and doing what you're supposed to do—that dare I say—sounds kind of Richard Rory. It's like you think when you're starting, I'm going to push the boulder the way that I want to push the boulder. Yeah, and then you realize if you're still enough, the boulder's actually rolling itself. Yes, and it might roll you over, but like you need to you need to yield to the art that's written on your bones, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. we hate it when people aren't. Yeah, and I do think we get a slightly I. I uh, like we get a slightly fishy feeling whenever we get the sense that someone's doing something because it might be popular, and yes. that's really selling out. Um, doing something because it might be popular, but also doing something because it might be because it reminds you of that cool thing that you love. Like if uh, for every time that we've been in a studio and someone's like, "Hey, that that sounds rad. That's really cool. It's like it's like clashy, mm-hmm. you know? It's like the clash," and you're like, "Okay, but in in the the terrible." you know, creative ruiner conversation that can get started right there is like, <laughs> but we're not the clash. Why can't it like, what if it's just cool just cause we are doing this right now and it feels cool. Right. And then, and everything gets, you know, weird and difficult. And um, I was just thinking about this, like, you know how like back in the old days, like Benjamin Franklin days, yeah. there are all these quotes 
Like Ben Ben Franklin, yeah. I think he said like beer is proof that there's a god and that he loves us. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, but nobody had said anything yet. Like back in back in those days, if you said something yeah. that was kind of like interesting, uh-huh. what I'm saying is there were more quotes for the taking. Yeah. Now, like you play something now, and people go, "It sounds like something that exists," which kind of stinks. You know what yeah. I mean? Like when the Beatles were doing it, yeah. it was like, "Oh my god!" Uh, yeah. Everything was there. Yeah. Like you could move in any direction, and yeah. it would be revolutionary. It's yeah, seen. yeah, yeah. But Everything nowadays, like it's kind of, it might be kind of bluesy. It's kind of like in that. In that <laughs> none of the genres were bad words. It's a little either. bluesy. That's none of the it. genres were bad yeah, words. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. like I don't know. It's too pop, right? They're like what? But if you we're say pop, it, it we, sounds like the Clash. We're saying it's a little derivative, basically. Yeah, or, yeah. Or like you mean literally, like that riff has been done, or like what? Right. Yeah, it's that. Thing. And then when do you stop caring? Because remember that Tom Petty song, "Amazing uh, Saving Grace." Did no. you hear that one? No. But it goes like that: down, 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 That's the riff. Okay. And you're like, hmm? Huh. And it's a great song. And I'm like, I wonder if at a certain point he stopped giving a shit at all. Well, he didn't stop giving a shit because he has gone after everyone had. That, that, that ripped, was, off, ripped yeah. him off. Which <laughs> yeah. is kind of funny. It is. I that, think It's a very similar. What is that? Is that a. Um, who did is it? it oh, ZZ Top. ZZ Top. ZZ Top. Very similar to ZZ Top. Yeah, but he, you know, Sam Smith, Stay With Me, and, right. um, you know, that Tom... Won't well, back down. I don't know, got half of that or something like that. I know. But I, like, I was at a music festival where that song was playing, and I started singing Tom Petty to it. And yeah. I was like, he kind of has a point. How do you feel about it, though? Like, who cares? Um, I, I think that... Yeah, I don't know. I think you're allowed... Uh, it's case by case for me, I guess. Like, um, by the way, I'm like a joke theft liberal. Like, whenever people bring up, like, I had this joke, yeah. they did it on their special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go, tell me the joke. They yeah, tell me yeah, the joke. Yeah, I go, buddy, I've thought of that oh joke. My God. Like, please, okay. I, I get out too. of my face. I am too. I am too. And and I think um, I think we're in music seeing like. Uh, like the liberalness of stealing is so much more normal but in all like okay my case in point is that so we had this um a remix ep that came out um like a month ago and the our friend designed it for us we probably gave him 200 bucks and it's this digital only remix ep artwork this dude who uh like on instagram um, somebody was like, somebody texted me or something like, hey, this guy's really pissed off at you because he thinks that you ripped off his art. Um, and so I go on Instagram, I look, and he has a, kind of a lot of followers, and then he uh, directs all this like, basically, you motherfuckers, you're, you stole my thing. And he's done big things. He did this John Mayer uh, record cover, and he's done, he's a very uh, successful graphic designer. Yeah. And so that's the, the beginning of it. And my two year, two year, like I'm very liberal about this. I, I, I was, I was hell bent on having this conversation over Instagram with this stranger <laughs> about trying. Yeah, no, like I, I honestly, it's it went on for so long, and I was so relentless to basically because I told him our artist has never heard of you before. Um, Basically, like everybody, what this design in particular is so common right now that the idea of you owning it is so absurd. Right, and um, 
and just try. This is you what know, I'm doing ju- with jokes. I'm like, what? Yeah, and, and and just trying to cover it on every basis. Like, yeah. you know, our the artist who did this and the graphic designer, like, he knows more than you do. And here's all these other references of people that are doing a similar thing. And basically, the the my strong sense of like, I have to write this wrong of this guy calling us out. I wanted him to apologize. And I told him, you need to apologize. We've never heard of you. You you came out guns blazing and like and um I want you you need to apologize because you need to see you know that and so um and it's he was funny. just like he like, wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do it and he and he was, you he was that but he was that crusty, like the the that kind of like older generation that's like, no, it's fucking mine. I did this and I've been doing it forever yeah. and it's my thing. And it's like, dude, you're so lame and you're so grumpy yeah. and you're like but at the same time, like I want that guy to be like, you know what, you're right, man. Let's get a beer sometime when you're in town. Yeah. You know, and I'll be like, because yeah. I that's what I told him. I said, Man, you and I would probably be friends. Like we would we have so much in common in this weird niche of Swiss graphic design, the references that you like and you're using are all the things that we like. It's like, it's so dumb for you to take ownership. Same team. Yeah. So, yeah. That's one of those feelings I had as a kid when we would, my dad would take me to baseball games and then boo uh, the guy at bat. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, we have so much in common. This guy Mm -hmm. loves baseball. Yeah. We love baseball. Yeah. If he wasn't here, we wouldn't even have a game. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't necessarily articulate it that way, but later in life, I'm so with you, and I'm so fascinated at the point in which someone's having an argument, and they realize their only choice, as far as I can tell, is to dig in. Yeah. When it sounds like people like us really just want someone to just go, I get it. I see both sides. Yeah. Let's yeah, put yeah. down our yeah, arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Like, totally. Like, yeah. you know, do you ever catch yourself having this thought? It's like, if you and I were in some sort of dire situation, yeah. would become instant like friends. Like we would yeah. bond together. Yeah, it's yeah. like the movie Crash. It's like if I had to save you from something, all of this would be so it's zoomed out perspective. Yeah. It's like what are we doing? We're both alive yeah. at the same time. Yeah. We both like this sort of Swiss design. He wouldn't he wouldn't give in. But you're getting lost in the role of offended artist. Yeah. And you're and you're inviting him to be like, can't it just be that the guy had a similar stroke of inspiration. Yeah. Instead of seeing... He would not allow. When someone steals a joke, instead of going, isn't it funny that we're all a species that have similar thoughts? Instead of seeing solidarity in that, yeah. we see offense. Yeah. These are like... This is like basic like warring tribes in the Amazon yeah. stuff. It's like, you guys worship a vengeful god that says you have to kill us? Yeah. We have a vengeful god that says yeah. we have to kill you! Yeah. Let's merge those gods, the yeah. two great tastes that taste vengeful together. Yeah. And the word... And- the times in life that I have been at odds with people and tried to sort stuff out like that and they turn to a place of like, you're just trying – because like people don't like getting – they could perceive what you just said as being – like the zoom out could be a little Dismissive. too smart. Yeah. No, a little too smart. Oh. Like you're just – you're trying to talk circles around me and the fact is I'm like, going to punch you in the Yeah, face. and it's like, ah, <laughs> Let's like, keep this yeah, simple, yeah. cowboy. <laughs> Pow! Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, that. Yeah. What do you – over-intellectualize yeah. this? Yeah. Pow! Yeah. I get that. <laughs> I get that. I, yeah. Where did you get that 
because it sounds like you and I have peacekeeping tendencies, even though you went at this guy, but yeah. you wanted this, you wanted this redemptive moment. Yeah. Where did you get it's that? It's funny. I don't, I don't know where I got that. What was it like growing up? That's usually where. Uh, Are you an only? Uh, no, I have a brother. Um, older? Older brother. 40? Uh, yeah. That's He's, how old my brother is. Whoa, crazy. Yeah. Third track. Whoa, man. Yeah, we nailed it. That was solid. Um, I'm sorry. I'm crazy. Yeah. Where's your brother live? <laughs> he moved out here. Okay. If your brother is also, you know, anyone like my brother, it's going to be a weird moment. Okay. Uh, what is your brother? Uh, he lives in New York. He cuts hair. He's, oh. I'm trying to get him to move back here because he's... Because you're he, from here. He's sick in New York. Um, yeah. It's yeah. hard when you have water and palm trees and easy breezes. Yeah. To, I love New York and I'm always careful about this. Yeah. But uh, I'm a little bit too old for that shit. <laughs> yeah I, it is the greatest city i yeah. think it's the greatest city yeah but when i'm there i'm like i haven't walked barefoot in a while yeah <laughs> i mean it's a thing where we had a, a big group of friends that all kind of moved from uh, la area to new york like eight years ago um so we have a like we i went to a christian college which one biola Biola, even I haven't heard. Of really, it. the crazy thing is, it's actually so close to here. It's like in it's it's in between Orange County and LA County. Really, um, La Mirada, California. Okay. Um, did your brother? No. Because if you tell me that your brother didn't buy the Christian thing as hard as you did, we'll also have that in common. Slam dunk it. Slam. Oh my God. Dunkin' Donuts. Course, my brother. My brother, for some stuff. reason, yeah. was just like, oh, "This is horseshit." Like yeah. he just. Yeah. I, I'm kind of jealous. I love my spiritual life now, yeah. and I'm grateful for everything that happened. Yeah. But I looked at my brother. I was like, why don't you believe these people? Yeah. Like, they're wearing khakis. Yeah. No, my brother is not interested. Interesting. Um, I mean, not to say that he doesn't have – I don't know. I don't want to analyze his spiritual life. Right. Um, I'm, I don't but, know my yeah, he doesn't want to talk about it. He doesn't want to – yeah. It, but he that, didn't get okay, any so of the fear either. That's, that's what <sighs> my, my brother didn't get the fear. Okay. Um, I don't think. I don't think – yeah, I don't know if it's – I think he has some of <laughs> some of the guilt, a little bit or okay. the like – but then I think it's more to do with my parents and a sense of like their, by their standards of their Christian worldview, they don't uh, – it's – Both mom they, and dad were religious? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Um, so – Okay, shit. Bye, I want to talk about that. You said I went. You also went to Christian college, and I know that, and so we have a lot in common because. And of we're that. talking about New York. You had a crop of yeah. friends that moved to New York. Okay, so so our whole crew, <laughs> basically, like, uh, all a bunch of people that went to Biola moved to New York, and it was at a time when this the whole this it, i feel like it was it, the for the years that we had been going on tour and being in new york and this kind of like tipping point of williamsburg and hipster brooklyn and everything was shifting mm-hmm. and uh and it just it was immediately so absurdly expensive that your quality of life was so low to to live there mm-hmm. that it was always a little ridiculous to me that being said i love New York and it's so great but my brother living there now the weird thing now is that LA is also so expensive that it's like 
it, you know, they're both Sunny New a York. bummer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, yeah. It's, it's a bummer to think about living in either. It's like, just move to a weird town in Oregon so you can have a good life. I know. Like, the but, Detroit, the people that moved to Detroit, that are all the artists that are mm-hmm. like, we're just going to go buy mm-hmm. $10,000 houses in Detroit and start the revolution. We do that all the time on tour, just like walking. We were in Detroit walking down a street, and this is even a few years ago when they were just giving them away, walking down a street and looking on Redfin on our iPhones and going like, what are we doing? Like, we could just Start. buy this block and, like, <laughs> you know. Was it really buy a block? Like, It, were it was like, almost like that. Like, really? it was, like, Craftsman, beautiful street, and uh, and just was so, so cheap. I mean, it might have been five years ago or something, but – and not really – you know, we're not really buying a block. But no, the idea of, But like, I mean, like, the houses were less than $10,000? Like a single house? Uh, let's say, like, you know, something. I'm putting you in the yeah, hot seat. Just, real, like, real estate hot seat. I don't remember. I don't remember. But they it were felt le- cheap. It like felt a house like, that should be half a million dollars, maybe, yes. was, was way, way, A million way, way. dollars, fe- and it was, right. yeah, 10 or 20 grand or something. Right. And you're like, what? Right. Um, yeah. Interesting. But then you're in Detroit, and right. you have a different life. and But you yeah, moved after – so you – we can even rewind a little bit more. Your parent, I'm interested because both of your parents were religious. Yeah. Because I've always – I have mixed feelings about it. My dad wasn't – isn't mm-hmm. like a very spiritual person, meaning he cries at the music. Yeah. And But like when pushed on it, he'll be like, you're better with it than without it, meaning religion helps us fit in. Yeah, it yeah. gives us a moral compass. It's not a heart connection. It's like thing. American Psycho. I'm not saying my dad's a psycho. <laughs> but he goes like, uh, why do you even have that job? This is what um, Reese Witherspoon says to uh, Christian Bale. She goes, why do you even have that job? Your father owns the company. And he's got his earphones. And he goes, because I want to fit in. And then he puts his music back okay. on. And I was like, I feel like that's my dad okay. a little bit with religion. It's okay. like, yeah, yeah, you it's have a, a Cadillac and yeah. uh, you water the lawn yeah. and you go to church. And, and of course I believe in God. Are you crazy? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, but he's not necessarily – I don't get the sense that outside of duress, he's yeah. really having a lot of conversations with God. Yeah. And then I was like, did I want a dad? Because there's something specific about the male – the big gorilla in the house yeah. surrendering to the king of kings. I think that has to say something <laughs> to two young boys. Yeah. You had the dad that was like, yeah. uh, I felt the spirit today. I'm like, what the fuck? That, yeah. What was that like? Um, <laughs> man, good good images. Um, you know, I don't know. It's funny, too. I, in thinking that, so my parents were divorced when I was like 13 or something. And when I think back to what that was like Mm. i'm kind of like there was for me there was a lot of like uh i don't have that many memories of of i don't know spiritual like talk like we went to church my dad was in ministry so he was like um in what capacity he worked for a I don't know, company or a, a organization called CRM, Church Resource Ministries. And he would. I it mean, sounds like your dad was in the CIA. Like, was, that is a he, cover job. No, I wish it paid that much. Our, 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 the struggle of our family was that, like, he would get his. Um, he would get his income by like calling different people and you know ha- having like uh, what's the word like donations yeah. or. Um, so. Oh, he was working for tips. Yeah. Um, uh, and what was he doing? 
And I guess you are going around like kind of starting churches and mm-hmm. and uh, helping them and stuff like that. And um, and both of my parents were in like ed- education. Pro- like my dad is getting a PhD in Christian things, and my mom was doing. And I think. Uh, my brother and I were very free, very independent, and very, like, did whatever we wanted. Right. And especially at the time that my parents split up, then we were, like, wild boys. This is how you build a rock star. This yeah. is what you do. <laughs> I don't know why, but this story sounds so familiar. Like, okay. it, I'm like, of course. Yeah, so. I'm pointing to Nathan when I say, of course. It's funny because <laughs> there's, a, there's a line that jumps out to me. That's an Arcade Fire line that's like, working for the church while your family dies. Do you, do you, do you remember wow, that? It's like no. a neon Bible. Um, oh, I know that song. I, I guess I, that's. Or, I think that's yes. what it is. But anyway, that's like, that to me is like my, the, the uh, you know, your early bubble is burst about yeah. church and hypocrisy and family. And, and that's got to hurt right there. Like, it was, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that was a profound effect on my life. And um, yet you still went to a Christian God. Yeah. So that's kind of what was strange about much later on. Like I went to um, junior college and was, you know, had lived in a very like, I don't know, for me, like faith and, and. Uh, God and like I always had like the like the C.S. Lewis book or the thing that like brought that like had its claws in me a little like uh, like the world this is a beautiful uh, narrative for how the world can work mm-hmm. um, but I didn't have any really I never even in like in high school I didn't really have Christian friends. I didn't like Christian kids. I was much more of like a I don't know. But I know was, I'd love to stay on that topic. Okay. I never <laughs> felt at youth group I remember being like wow, these these aren't my people even though yeah. I was so on board. I never yeah. felt really like accepted by the community. Weird. It felt it, it's very bubblegum. It's very like yeah. I think you're just hyper aware of things like hypocrisy and things like the, you know, just the. And and, who wants a bunch of friends keeping you accountable? (laughs) Yeah. And it's also what you can relate to. Like my life, I wasn't, my family and things like weren't in a place where I could relate to, uh, I guess there probably are the kind of youth group where there's a bunch of like broken kids from broken families that are honest about that. But I can't imagine. But it feels more like a pageant. Yeah. I don't know what that would look like. Um, but what a Christian youth group in my experience looked answer. like was a much Heaven. more <laughs> Heaven. Yeah. <laughs> it would like a place that has a space for a hurting person. Yeah. I remember when I got divorced, somebody came up to me and was like, The church is not good with grief. They're not good yeah. with, they're not good with pain. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. think we would be, but we're not. Totally. And, and he was an associate pastor and it meant a lot. Just that little fresh air of honesty who's yeah. just like Dude, I'm sorry. Man. Like he was trying to be That's, good for me, but no, he was it's like kind of nice in a way that he admitted it. <laughs> yeah, he's like, we're making happy meals, and there, yeah. there's no sad wow. meals. There's no sad meals. Uh, I mean, what a failure, though. I mean, I, that's which the is fucking just point. Like, yeah, yes. the whole point. Little Nathan Willett uh, going to church, divorced, and yeah. confused that a man who gave his life to ministry and, and a mom too. Yeah, yet there you were. Outside of the country club? Yeah. Right? Completely. And to the point where, like, the church that we went to, the moment that that all kind of fell apart, I never went there or ever saw anyone from there ever again. You mm-hmm. know? So it was, like, very, like, and I, I you know, um, you kind of get older and you go, oh, yeah, I used to, like, go, uh, yeah, you know. But you're <laughs> when you're young, you just keep, 
moving forward. So for me, um, I went to junior college. I was, I had that, like, uh, I basically transferred to this Christian school at a time and place where I was like, man, um, and my dad wanted me to go there. He and, still, yeah, okay. And so I um, see that's my own bullshit because I was like, oh, he was still a believer. Yeah. What after a divorce? Right. Yes, Pete. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Your well, whole he had world taught you, yeah. there at one point. Um, oh, he did. Yeah. Which even then it was interesting because he had been divorced. That they, I think, oh god, like kind of probably, yeah, that he maybe didn't. That's maybe the reason he lost his job. I don't remember. But anyway. Um, oh, really? Yeah. It like, Unfortunately, it wouldn't surprise me if there's totally. a little bit like, No, it would be – that would – yeah. It's in – unfortunately, it's in the ballpark of like having an affair or something. Yeah, totally. Like they I mean, see it as like a willful – We don't know what to do with you. Exactly. Um, you don't – we can't print you on our here. money anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd yeah. prefer you be widowed. Yeah. Could you? We like cleaner stories too. Yes. Like that's a big – oh, man. Yeah. Um, so – I went there at a time thinking like I there's no chance that I will you know make friends that I just felt like I I I felt at that time like I was 30 years old already and I was going to this dumb kind of Christian school with these <laughs> kids or something but then the crazy thing that happened is that everybody um that is really close to me in my life and the band that we started and my wife, all these people come from that little like year and a half, two years of my life. Mm. So all these kids that became my closest friends that, um, that a good chunk of them had very similar upbringings and were in such a small school had that similar, I think worldview of like, man, so much of this conservative little bubble is so dumb and weird and screwed up. But we came together on that. And then yeah. in like uh, – and that was very like – it was the first time that I had that really with anyone um, where it was like, whoa, like you uh, – not like we're like sitting around talking about God or the Bible or faith at all, but just a worldview that uh, could incorporate art and um, – and honesty and and be not super depressing and not be like uh par- like partying to fight your sadness and loneliness this was the first group of friends that I was like oh like this is there's a joy here there's a like a palpable joy and excitement for life um and and learning and grow it just that was a that was my like moment. You found the others too. Yeah, you found people like you, yeah. and you needed each other. Yeah, my Christian college. What was great about it was there was so many needs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> meaning they needed a laugh. We needed a laugh more yeah. than I feel like Boston University needed a laugh. Yeah, you know, maybe that's not true. How do you? How do you mean needed because a laugh? We were like in the same sort of constraints growing up. We're yeah. trying to make odds. Okay, yeah, with. Like just the complexity of what you're talking about, and I know everybody has their complexity. I'm not saying this is unique to Christians, but to fly that flag, yeah. the evangelical flag, and deal with the complexities of maybe divorce or weirdness or loss of faith or what are we doing or what do I really believe, to find a group that can struggle in that way together. Yeah. I, and then like – I don't know. Then the need for me was we needed to find ways to connect that were like greater – 
than just like you're saying escaping through drinking and, and partying. Like yeah. I liked how bored we were and I liked how sweet yeah. we were. Yeah. And I liked how we were all kind of charged with finding some joy that we didn't even know where it was coming from or what we were talking about. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean that's when I think about like a when I think about my brother who didn't go to college and I would hang out with him during that time and like I could see how annoyed he was with me because I would <laughs> be talking about something you know I'd be talking about a, a record or a, or a, a Dostoevsky in this way that was like such a pretentious little kid being like how could the world not know this you know yeah. and you're like I fucking work and I don't get I don't have the freedom to. Uh, so you got fed. think that these ideas are important, you yeah. know, and that's what I see now is like like college and the, the, that experience of of running around like it's so important that you understand the brothers Karamazov or something, yeah. and and seeing how if you don't have experience, you look at that and go like, you little dick, like the real world, you have to work and no one cares what you think, right? Uh, you know, um, so. Yeah, I was which always, is funny. It's like which real world? Is, is yeah, I mean that's a that. that's a really sad uh, real world, but it right. but it is most people's real world. That's like a Ramdas thing where he goes. When my father said, "Come back to reality," he was like, "Which one?" <sighs> like, yeah. and he means that one. Yeah, he means the like. There's a certain way things are done, and it's like. Okay, right. I get it. Yeah, and we can't be too reckless in the way that we smear our realities, but yeah. like. There are other ones where considering Dostoevsky is the most important thing you could be doing. Yeah. In fact, yeah. antiquity agrees with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Not all of it because some of it was really hard like get a spear and kill your dinner. But then some of it was the purpose of life is yeah. to figure out what the fuck is going on here. Yeah. And what fills you in, and following those impulses. Why does that mean more to me than it ought to? And yeah. why don't people know that? Yeah. So I guess you're both right, but like it does break my heart when people are like, "Look, we got to get fucking jobs." I'm like, "Yeah. I know. I know. And we do." Yeah. But that's why we love those movies where the guy's got the job and on the bus, but he's reading the book on the bus. You yeah. know what I mean? Or he's filling himself yes. up or yes. herself on the yes. bus. Yes. Yes. Cuz it's both. Yeah. But Is that Goodwill Hunting? Is that the plot to Goodwill Hunting? Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, those those are the stories. That is and kind I always, of the plot. And I think even, like in hip hop, the reason that hip hop is the most popular music in the world because, like, socially and culturally, like the story of a guy that uh, a person that makes it in something and immediately like buys their mom a house yeah. is the it, it uh, you it yeah. makes people cry. It's yeah. the most powerful, great thing. And um, so, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like for you coming into comedy, did you? I mean, I know crashing is a lot about this, but as far as like, because there's the financial side of of trying to make a life for yourself that works for you, but the side of it that is, um, am I am, like the uh, am I am I worthy and and am I insane that uh, am I pretentious in thinking that I could. Uh, do I this. I, buddy, that's what makes this topic very, very interesting and also very, very difficult, which is like, yeah, it's easy for me to look back and go like, you got to follow your heart and you got to yeah, find yeah. your art and you got to... Well, I'm, I have a three-year-old daughter now and I think I oh, think wow. I think about this a lot more. I'm just like... What's your name, Buttercup? Leolin. Leolin? Yeah. Get so I'm here. just like... And, 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 you that. know, she's... 
the life that she has is already so unlike what I like. She's going to grow up in L.A. and right. have L.A. friends whose parents are in entertainment right. and have a different worldview right. than the little than the little Nathan Willett with his ministry parents and right. all that. Um, Her friend's dad is going to be two chains. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and he's going to be like, "You want a record deal? <laughs> Rap for me right now." And um, no, uh, so yeah, I, but I it's think tricky. About, yeah, because well, it, there's there's this there's a use for grandiose, I'm not playing by your rules. Yeah. Like, I, I think of Amadeus, you know, yeah. which is obviously the fictional version of Mo- yeah. Mozart. But these guys that are just like, oh, how cute. You guys are out there getting your jobs and doing your thing. And yeah. look, at, look at what I can do. Yeah. And I'm just going to live outside of everything. Yeah. The problem with it is that there has to be talent to back it up. But yeah. everyone has some talent in some area. And yeah. following that has to be worthwhile. I don't know. Like, what I'm saying is I want to flip a middle finger to somebody that's like, you gotta, and I'm very fortunate that I didn't have parents that were like, you gotta get a job, god yeah. damn it. Okay. I didn't have You that. didn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they were, it was kind of a product of, of, and this is gonna sound cold to them, I don't mean it in a cold way, there was a slight, not that heavy interest. I had the friends with the parents that were like, and what's your major? English. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do with right, that? Right, 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 right. And yeah. I saw that, and I actually kind of envied it. I was like, your dad Whoa. cares where you go to school. Interesting, yeah. He cares what you major in. Like, yeah. they, I, t- I got 1050 or something on the SATs. Whoa. Nobody gave a shit. <laughs> I, and I don't think it's because I wasn't intelligent. Yeah. I just, I'm not that kind of intelligent. And no, I'm no. bored as fuck during your stupid I didn't even test. take SATs. And yeah. then I took them again, and I think I scored very similar. Yeah. Because it wasn't even... It wasn't negligent necessarily, but we didn't grow up in the kind of household that was like, well, you need a tutor and you need to like yeah, at yeah, least yeah. get a 1,200. That's, that's yeah. average. You're like yeah. below average. Um, and from that, it became – and also we had – I didn't have to worry about where food and shelter were coming from. Basic needs were met. So that's, that's, that's like some of the privilege we have to certainly tip our hats to or whatever you do to privilege, wave at. Uh-huh. But – I still think there's a healthy way we can say, which reality? Come back to reality. Which yeah. reality? Art and exploration and introspection is the meaning of life. Philosophers would agree. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's okay to play the game but also realize that there's deeper levels to it. Yeah. Because you don't – how many Facebook videos do you have to click on with like a moving score that tell you like when you're dying, you're not going to remember this, this, or this. You're only going to remember – the chances you took, the way you made people feel, the love you created, the art you created, the experiences you had. Yeah. And I don't even mean travel. I actually roll my eyes when people are like, I just yeah. want to travel. I'm yeah, like, no, buddy, I've so traveled. Boring. It's overrated. Yeah. I've seen some shit, but you can get more out of a flower in your backyard if you're really grounding yourself. Yeah, Traveling sure. just sounds – it can be another distraction. Yeah. Anyway, what I'm saying is, what do you think of that? I, I mean, we have to. You did. You know, you you found a way to become a musician. You did an impossible thing. Yeah. And I guess I, I – yeah, I know that I – it's – I don't know how. <laughs> you know, like I guess um, it's – But they thing, cared what you did? It's that thing? My parents? Yeah. Um, uh, not really. I think I mm, – I don't know if they – I think maybe more the weight of – is this thing uh, a thing that you can even do with your life? Is that important? Um, I think I probably felt – I don't know. No, I, I, they didn't – They didn't. 
my mom wanted me to be my mom was a school teacher also she um she just wanted me to get my teaching credential and then that, and it would be okay and and and, and, and like they just wanted if you to i could fall did, yeah. back on that um i would somehow like i would not um starve in the street or something Um, my dad used to say if you it's so funny it's actually kind of the opposite he goes if you can play piano you'll never starve (laughs) no say that yeah because it would be at a restaurant there'd be a guy playing a piano with a tip jar and he'd go if you can play piano you'll never starve and your dad yeah so like that's awesome he didn't now that i'm thinking about it i'm like that is kind of awesome he was like you can do something i don't know if it's right i don't know if it would i don't think i mean pay your rent i think we know a lot of pianists that might disagree but my dad no knew what he saw, just like all of us. Man, so you, you go on. So my, so I uh, graduated from school. I was um, substitute teaching all over LA, and I was uh, d- getting my teaching credential. And it was a certain point, like it was like this. It was this point in time when teachers were getting laid off like crazy, and you couldn't even get a job. And I remember um, in in school for our teaching credential classes, someone um, was talking about basically like um telling all of us aspiring teachers uh what is it what do you think it means that uh to live to teach in los angeles you will not make a salary that will uh you will barely make a salary that will pay your rent you will never own a home in los angeles you you probably cannot be a teacher in los angeles and afford uh, to have kids, you know, just like right, that kind of right, thing, right, where they right. would just like hit it, hit us, like, and uh, and I was like, oh shit, just had that realization of like, I already know um, how uh, little being a teacher pays and all these things, but I know I feel like it's noble and I feel like there's so much um, goodness to it, but that hard realization of like, and on top of all this, like all these people, I could just get laid off. Like basically that idea that like kind of my parents have is like, this seems like a, the, the, at the foundation, the, the place that you can always land. And it's like, and it's, then, not even that. it's like office space where you remember. Office yeah, space? yeah. Because can you imagine if we're doing this in 10 years and then, uh, Samir goes, it would be nice to have that kind of job security. <laughs> yeah, like he's yeah, saying yeah. like, oh my God, I'm yeah. wasting my life. And he's like, I sure hope I get to keep this yeah, job. Yeah. You're absolutely right. So it's yeah. a terrible situation. Yeah. It's a real heartbreaker. But for me, that was the point where um, Colder Kids had started playing shows. We were You were already playing? Pl- yeah. You um, formed in college? Yeah, uh, after. But um, When did these Cold War kids meet each other? <laughs> mostly in college, yeah. And, but, and so started playing after and then... Um, but yeah, it was this uh, like I was substitute teaching and like talking to these kids, and I'm barely older than them. But um, you know, and, uh, just talking about music. To, and, and you were teaching music? No, do whatever substitute whatever you class. But I, I was doing. I was in Torrance doing a ninth and eleventh grade English classes. I also had a um, my master teacher um, was a eleventh grade English teacher. That there was a point where she's. Uh, I said something like. You know, I really want to teach this um, this Vonnegut book uh, to the eleventh graders, the next whatever. You know, um, and she she was like, you know, I found that if you're teaching a book that you really love and care about, then um, the kids can kind of ruin it for you. So maybe let's choose something that you're a little more like neutral about or something. And I was just like, you know, I had all these experiences where it was basically wow. just like 
this is sucks. This is this is wow. not the like what I thought of Man just without a face. the Dead Poet yeah, Society, Dead like Poet Society. just like inspiration and art and uh, you know <sighs> unleashing your your um, your creativity. This is not this is not that, and this is like this is the state and the way that education works is really um, dry and rough, and and the teachers that were there that were awesome. I was like. I, I kind of had the realization both of like, oh, I'm not made for this. I don't have it in me to be a teacher. I don't, you know. You need like the heart of a warrior or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I also, and we had just started kind of like playing a lot of shows and had opportunities to tour at that point. And it was just, so it was this total like, um, like goodbye to all that. And, and that was the start of music. Isn't it crazy? It is crazy that we live in a world where we're like, it's a safer choice to try and become a rock star yeah. than to stay <laughs> and watch your favorite is, books I mean, be is destroyed. Is it terrible? Yeah. It's, it's fucking awful. depressing. It's, it's so depressing. It's very sad. No, I was, I was very depressed during that time yeah. and looking at it all and going like, man, our uh, – yeah, because it's, it's the whole – the society is set up in a way that yeah. like does not value its children and their education and a guy like – me going in there and going like having that realization of like what I really love and care about is music and art and and being inspired and communicating that stuff and just all that stuff that I feel like I know it's in my heart I know that's what I want to live in my life but I also know the the real world and I went to public school too and I know how much that stuff gets ground out of you you know and and that um to to be a high school kid and like you can have the literature like you could have to kill a mockingbird and have 36 kids in a class read it and have like the three kids that are like oh shit this is like flipping the whole script on how uh society works and and the institution and and uh but like the other 33 kids like the teachers like telling to shut up the whole time and trying to control their behavior and like and, uh, yeah, I don't know what the lesson is. Like, I, f- I felt very, like, fatalistic about the whole thing. Right. Um, My ex-wife was, yeah. a, was, was a teacher, and uh-huh. maybe she still is, I don't know. But, and she was teaching in, in uh, Brooklyn. I forget what neighborhood. But mm-hmm. it was, like, an underserved school and an yeah. underserved community. And it was a, it was a heartbreaker. Yeah. It was a heartbreaker to see what she had to deal with. And how many of those kids were being robbed? Like you're saying, the three kids, the two kids. Maybe it's just one kid that is really resonating. But it's also kind of interesting that, like, here you are on this podcast sharing this. There's new ways. Like, the music itself is a type of message. Art itself is a type of message. Having conversations like this is a type of message. Maybe it could reach people in some way. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're finding ways of educating ourselves because of these failing systems i don't know totally yeah i don't know either like i had kids that were in my class that years later like found my email address just like somehow or like at a show would see a kid and be like oh my god you were in that class um you recognize the kid from your yeah, class? or they, you know, they're <laughs> Mr. Willett, you know, and, and it was like, like, oh my god, like I was like, I'm not even that person, and I don't even yeah. remember my, the place that I was in in my life was like a frightened and crazy kid trying to be a teacher, and I'm like, oh my god, like, and but 
the stories that I have, like it's, but I also see, and I know that's like, that's inspiring to that kid. Right. But I guess in a way there's something sad about that thing. That thing of like, um, you wish that the, the teacher could be inspiring and right. not the outside. Well, it actually reminds me of what we were saying. It's like, well, your brother being like, you got the real world, you got to work. Right. Yeah. And it sucks that the, we wish there was more light and grace in the system because what where you're finding it is by leaving the system right right that's exactly you know it. I mean? yeah yeah it that's sucks the, that you can't just be like and i shone there yeah you had yeah, to go like yeah. well i'm gonna shine uh goodbye kids exactly who really could use some light right yes now. and i'm not i'm obviously not pointing a finger at you i'm just saying no no that's, that's exactly it that's the yeah yeah but you have that thing where it's like you're climbing a ladder and then you realize it was against the wrong wall yeah like you get to the top and it's the gold watch and it sucks. <laughs> yeah. When you realize like we should have been, you know, it's all that basic stuff, but that the precious gift of life and mining it and finding it and trying to carve out ways to explore that. Because now all I'm thinking about is how difficult that must be for people who are teachers right now and yeah. are struggling to pay their rent and stuff. It's it's hard to find the leisure time yeah. to be like, I'm going to... I I can barely do it, and I'm free a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, you know. And another thing I think about is like, um, how am I jump? How am I going to jump from this to the enneagram? I don't know how. How? <laughs> what you, number are you? I am a four. Which one's that? That is the like the arty sad kid or something. You're the arty I, you sad know, kid. I mean, yeah. No, <laughs> is that it's the, the technical term. Yeah. No, it's what is the word? Um, I that? think of that because, you know, back then I maybe had like had like the Myers Briggs or something. Um but even but more recently in the last year or so since I've discovered Enneagram and, and, and learned a lot more about that, I look back and I go, Oh, of course I couldn't have done that. Right. Like it's not within me, it's not my type, it's not that like system who wasn't I made actually for fours. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, totally. And um and so when I think about the teachers that as hard as that job is can, you know, find their identity and joy and be successful. It's like, those are different types than me. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it's, I can't beat myself up too much for how, uh, like in hindsight, I just, I didn't know. I wish I had been better equipped to know myself better and to be like a little more nurtured to have known like, don't worry about it, man. You're like a, you're going to go a different road and it's going to be a little more like of a creative thing. And it's not going to be through, um, institution of education and whatever right yeah it's tricky because there i wish there were more roads you know what i mean yeah it's like there's one long cold gray one yeah not to put it down i'm just saying it 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 feels that way and then there's like wacky art road yeah (laughs) and a lot of people go on wacky art road yeah and get consumed by that too it's like I, i i wish there was more of an allotment for different type, having seeing value in different types of people. Yeah, like one of the things that you know, low functioning people in my life, you have to be like, what does that mean, low functioning? Like they're not succeeding in the way that I've been conditioned to appreciate success. They're not paying out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're not giving great gifts. I don't even know what I mean, but uh-huh, they're uh-huh. not killing it. They, I can't brag about them. Uh-huh, uh-huh. They're not constantly driving new cars. I don't even know what I mean. Okay. But like 
Ramdas talks about, like in India, they have a deeper appreciation. Like we're just like those are homeless people, and and sometimes they're like, no, those people are like on a different frequency, and we value that, mm. and we keep them alive, and mm-hmm. we respect it. And elders and the uh, uh, developmentally disabled, or whatever, uh, I'm trying to use the correct term. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. there's. We're such a winning society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Win and get the cash and go on the vacation yeah. and take the photos and rub it in your ex-boyfriend's face yeah. that you're drinking from a coconut. Yeah. That's success. Yeah. And I, it, it, it's sad that you had to go elsewhere, but I'm glad you did. Yeah. So you break away <laughs> from being <laughs> – but yeah. I'm glad you did. Yeah. Uh, you break away from teaching. And what did you do? Did you start uh, – were you a barista? What did, how did you – uh, just a lot of weird little jobs. I mean, I was, I was substitute teaching while we started touring until the point where we were able to do it full time. How and, did that happen? Uh, how many years is that period? I guess, I mean, really maybe only like two or three, which is pretty rare and, pr- and pretty fast. But yeah. I think, you know, we had the experience where we had this other, our friends were in this band called The Color and we all lived in Whittier. I think, it, you know, the, I, I was 25 when I started touring. And so I, I was in hindsight, very grateful to like kind of have enough experience to go. Like I remember sitting down at Dietrich's Coffee with my friend Nathan who they in their band The Color had just bought like a new 15 passenger van and were like um, they were all in they lived in a tiny they had like 15 uh, beds where them and all their girlfriends lived in this tiny terrible studio in Whittier which is you know the cheapest place that we could all live Mm. and they um, and I realized like oh it's just um, it's just having enough money to uh keep doing live it. the way you want to live and, yeah. and 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 if you can make whatever $200 a month to put 100 into rent and the other 100 into whatever you know it's just at like this whole thing of like this whole trajectory that I'm on as you're just saying the the winning the in the eyes of peers and all this stuff and just realizing like oh man you guys bought a van and you're going to like you're going to do this totally your own way and and um and you have no idea what how it's going to play out, but right. that's the life for me, you know. And so, yo ho, yo ho, yeah. So, <laughs> so we did this. We kind of you just kind of copied them. We, I love we, it. We lived in a back yes. house in Whittier. We had a little rehearsal studio um, underneath us. We lived with um, our my closest friend and manager, Brett lived in the house with us he had had an internship at a record label like we were he was sitting there next to me in his underwear like when we found out about like what blogs were and that (laughs) we should send them all cds and that they all received the cds in the mail put them in their cd player and reviewed our music on their blog like Mm -hmm. such a weird space and time where and that is (laughs) that was the beginning of us and that's how like we were on tour we started touring all the time and then people came out to the shows because of these these new things called blogs Blogs. that people were like going like i mean the idea that you would send somebody like uh people don't have the space to review things that a band sends them you know i I feel like people only are turned on to stuff that is recommended by a friend or whatever. We want to get clicks now. Yeah. So it was a weird space and time and we're really lucky to have this super like You broke from blood. All for one, one for all, like band, bunch of dudes that were like um and and also like totally unlike most of the people that we were around, 
not just and I hate always to say like the Christian thing, not because we're like came from that necessarily, but I think because we, you know, there was like a huge emphasis and value put on like the art of it and not like no we're not trying to get laid and get wasted and get like right. rich or any of those things were nothing you know i mean which you could kind of say like everything indie rock of the 90s or whatever like that was the a movement that happened that we stepped into in some ways but um yeah i don't know we were very lucky to not know what to do at all and I to figure it out god in my own life in my early understanding of God was very helpful in that sort of enabling delusion that's necessary to embark on the crazy yeah, art. Path. Wow. I felt protected. Uh-huh. And just like you just said, I wasn't like uh, in it for sex, drugs, or rock and roll. I was before shows, my little prayer was this and all things for your glory, not mine. That was wow, what I would say. Man, yeah. But even though I was, and this is fine, I'm not judging past Pete, even though I was picturing God somewhere else, uh-huh. someone else somewhere else, uh-huh. observing this like reality TV and going, thanks, Pete. Uh-huh. That was like a kind of a, you <laughs> yeah. know, like a early understanding. Uh-huh. I still, now 38-year-old Pete, still appreciates that he had an understanding of a bigger a bigger picture and that's good for art yeah meaning yeah. if i'm like i'm doing this for this yeah. for for the the experience that we're all kind of baked into yeah instead of i'm doing this to get a little little cash so i can get some weed yeah, yeah. you know what i mean it was like this is for this is for yes this is for that's the light 90 yep. minute light yep. this is uh uh for something bigger and even if it was kind of unformed and soft in the middle, it still helped me. Totally. And it reminds me of the Richard Rohr thing where he talking about he, – he talks about how he kind of grew up in this maybe more like rigid Catholic environment. But in hindsight and for him and his like prison ministry experience that the people who had none of that to learn it much later is – it, it, sometimes impossible. Right. But the people that have to totally unlearn yeah. some of that wrong stuff. Yep. I'm seeing that now, like in my life, where I'm like, oh my god, I, right. I had even even for as as kind of free and wild I was when I was younger, and um, that that the God stuff that was uh, that I got early on, like that I kicked against so hard and that I, you know, hated and joked, whatever. Like I, I now I'm like, wow, like as for as embarrassed and annoyed and all those things that I was that now I'm like, like, Oh my God, that's what, that was my center. That was my, that's what got me through so many things. When, when I kind of like didn't have parents, when I didn't have guidance, when I didn't have, um, and I guess when you're alone in a van that you bought, where were you, Willet? Will when you're Whittier? Whittier. Willet. I'm Willet. I right, was in Whittier. Excuse me, yeah. <laughs> Nathan Whittier um, from Cold War Children. Yeah, I'm just wrong. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> you're you're like the fact that I had this half baked God mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. helped. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Like when when you were getting in a van, leaving Whittier, doing something very frightening. I'm sure it, it helped to kind of, or maybe let me ask you, it helped to feel like I, there's so much talk of knowing the plan I have for you and providence and like a feeling of purpose and, and mission and, and a, a path. 
that has to rub, rub off when you're like, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Uh, I think I know what you're saying. I guess the, also the weird thing that struck me was like the feeling of starting to that whole avenue of music like in touring and and doing everything that was basically like could have been so reckless or pointless or um but the feeling was god you know like the feeling was a god like a feeling of like oh my god this is like joy and freedom and excitement and and god you know where and and like and you you flip your ideas about like well if before all the responsibility of doing the thing of like you know uh, teaching in school and this and that like if that was um, that thing of I guess you know I I, it, I remember being very young and I remember my dad saying um, that instead of people asking what um, what they want to do with their life, they should be asking, like, what does the church need from them? Mm. And that had this strong, like, impression on me, where I, which in hindsight probably made me go, like, oh shit, um, I don't, you don't, I don't get to do what I want with my life. I get, I have to do kind of like what, uh, what I should do. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, uh, so that, it, weird, weird dichotomy of like, like uh, there, like that you can't have um, both, or that like right. God is in one and not the other, or right, something. Right, right. And then discovering the opposite that like, oh, God's in like the thing that actually is fulfilling and yeah. fun and awesome and joy. All is, that is that the primary way? Because a lot of ways that I get non-believing people, lovely. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know. I have to be like <laughs> they're fine. Lovely. They're fine. Yeah. I, I think they belong too. I'm just saying. A lot of people come on the show flying the atheist flag, uh, a valid flag, a good flag. Uh, but when we talk about their art and their creativity, they talk about they all talk about channeling. They all talk about mm. merging and feeling mm-hmm. lit up by some sort of connection yeah. uh, beyond themselves. And everybody's okay. A lot of people are okay talking about that, but they don't want to give it that stanky, the paperweight of the word God. Sure. That gross And word. I get it, yeah. yeah. It, I but you started it, yeah. experiencing it in doing exactly what you were told not to do. You're supposed to be it's like, this is a Rob Bell thing. He mm. goes, just service doesn't mean you have to hate it. Yeah, yeah. We I think we probably both grew up thinking that service was feeding the homeless at five AM. Uh-huh. Jim Gavigan has a great joke where he's like, I want to help the homeless. All right, meet us at five AM. Yeah. Fuck the homeless. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And then he goes, I'm pretty sure they're homeless in the afternoon too. Yeah. Like so Rob remedied that where he was like, You doing what's written on your bones and in your heart and and is your kind of gift is your service. Yeah. We don't have to feel eh. bad that you're going on stage and singing about a relationship. Yeah. How does this relate to Christ? Or or <laughs> like singing about your feelings, singing about yourself, look, potentially being a narcissist or something. Right. You know, like that's Doing the stuff. a deep dive, an impolite deep dive on yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's the stuff, sorry. That's the stuff that, yeah, could be very confusing if uh if you are trying to go, what am I given to the bigger picture here, to the people around me? But like, but I don't like doing that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like yeah. I, I'm getting something out of this, out of going the deep dive inside that 
that now the 38-year-old me is like, oh, you know, people get something from that and they communicate the the thing that they get from that and that is my purpose and all that stuff. Like, yeah. But I still wrestle with it. Like I still – I don't have like this piece where I wake up and I'm like, man, I'm always just – I'm doing good stuff. You know, I, I still wrestle with that thing of like, man, I'm not like uh, – it's not this practical – you're not you're not visiting prisoners. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, it's that scene, and this is the end where they're all going. We're inter- we're entertainers. We bring joy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because they all know. I wish die. I had that. Yeah, I know. I wish I had that feeling. It's but you like, can tell yeah, they don't believe simple. it. They're trying yeah, to yeah, convince sure. themselves. Like I'm a good <laughs> we person. Bring joy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we, we make uh, people laugh, and, and yeah. you're like, we make people forget their problems, and yeah. they sing along, and, yeah. and that's true. It's true. It is true. But I understand that when Richard Rohr, for example, takes, I, I believe. Somebody told me he's like Val of Poverty Guy, meaning all the money he makes from his books, yeah. which is, I have to assume, a lot, yeah. goes to his church. Yeah. So this dude is like, I'm saying for both of us, that's another level. This I'm, guy yeah. has figured something out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, sometimes you get, I'm sure like me, you get those waves where you're like, why don't I go to a nursing home and just yeah. talk to the loneliest yeah. old person? And, well, and I think that part of the answer is that it's like, what if <sighs> – that, I mean, when I'm on tour and I walk and I'm in a, in a shitty restaurant in a shitty city and all, you know, and 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 you're like, I think it's the reality of like, oh, like I don't feel that uh, I don't love this. I don't I don't love these people. I don't love. Um, I don't have the overflowing. Yeah. Everybody love that is required. We get it in little spouts of yeah. almost like mania where you're like. Everybody's everybody, and I love everybody. Yeah. But then it kind of goes away, then, and you are just at a, a, a Red Robin in, yeah. in Boise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's, I guess, I mean, I guess it's, that's the the incompleteness of it or something. You know, like yeah. you, that, taking the abstract, whether it's God or, or inspiration or, I, you know, or something that uh, was creatively fulfilling for you, being able to take that into a um to you know being kind to the people around you and 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 looking at them and seeing them as as you know like the c.s lewis like everyone around you is immortal and and uh uh Seeing that's hard to to take everybody. that with you. Yeah, it's, it's t- it can be tiring. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or it's impossible. I mean, yeah. but you do your best. I guess. Absolutely, I, I know exactly what you mean. What is your view now? What it, did you have a new view of faith because of falling upward, or like, what is your feeling now today? I think that that the thing of of like uh, the 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 survival mechanisms that you used to get to that I don't know not the halfway place but the the secure place like I feel for me like I I spent so many years being a touring musician my wife is in medical school and she is now um like working and we have a kid and we have a house in LA and are like against every every possible thing that i would have thought like our our band exists and is thriving and 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 i hit all these like all these things where i'm like holy like uh i have so much security and like i did you know that that to me um 
like I got to like and I had fun getting here and I and I got to be creative and make things that people it's all like it's kind of partly that book but it, it's all hitting me now how much I have and can be like looking back a little bit and and just be amazed at so so I I kind of am I have to look at it and go like, okay, I, I don't have to be like that scrappy survivor, do whatever it takes in my relationships and friendships and uh, the way that I see the world. Like I got to like – I got to have a bigger view and and, a, um, and th- I guess that's the basic thing that, that I took from that. Mm-hmm, I don't know. Mm-hmm. What I, <laughs> yeah. Like what um, – <laughs> That that image that he has of like the uh, is it like the Japanese and how with their soldiers when they come home from war they sort of like recondition them back into society and they do it by like you were a good soldier we don't need that we don't anymore. need you to be that anymore like um, that's that's like so like fl- hit me what did know? that mean to you uh, I think. Um, It's like asking what a song is about. What was that about? I just did the thing we're talking about. Yeah, no, um, but it spoke to you. It's a good, yeah, it's a good question. I don't even know how to sum that. It, it, it made me go like, oh, I've, I've, um, the, I mean, I guess I could take it back to like what we first started talking about when talking about like I think okay, like I feel like for I'm gonna just totally uh, turn this to you somehow and like. When I when I when I when I see your like your what I knowing what I know about you from your podcast and from crashing, (laughs) Um, you there there's something about like being in a community of of comics and being immersed in it and and you have the sense of like um, I'm all in and I and I'm not afraid like the worst case scenario is not that bad I'm all in and like I'm gonna do this I think the I think because I had a like a lot of, I, I didn't have peers that were like that in music that mm-hmm. were like like there was like a um a lightness about sort of like surrendering and and right. going all in and this everything yeah. um and so I felt I think very um like I had to stay like in my own head about what it meant to go down this road and um and now I kind of see how I uh, need to let go of some of that. I don't know. I think that makes sense. Like I, I need to – I need peers and I need um, – not because I have our, our band and I have – but there's um, – I guess in a way even – a deeper bench. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like even all, all this stuff that, that I'm talking about, that we're talking about, what, you know, from God, faith and um, – I don't talk about that kind of almost with anyone almost ever except for my wife and 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 the little I think that she's given me the security of of we kind of have this um way that we see the world and beyond that like I mean I I, I know I'm like on a rabbit trail here but like music no, is it. so weird and and I think you experience a similar thing in comedy where it's like like the clean comedian thing or whatever, uh or a christian music thing or something like I I was always so aware of not wanting to be anywhere near that but also um in some ways having more in common with 
the people themselves, not the music that was being made. Right. That it come maybe in that world. So um, I didn't really have a tribe. You I know? hear that. I like, hear that. And, and, um, and I needed to – and the fact that we're still successful and can do it in this way where I'm like uh, – it has been very honest and very true. Uh, I, I got to figure out what to go next with it or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I, I don't know. But it's it's very interesting. Whenever I get my mom turned on to like some new idea or whatever, I've said this many times, but the next time I see her a couple months later, it'll be gone. Yeah. Like whatever, whatever yeah. we uncovered together uh-huh. will have vanished. And it, it's because you do need a deep bench. You need like, like I need Rob in uh-huh. my life and I need to like reread falling upward and, yeah, yeah, and have yeah. as many of these conversations as I can. Yeah. Because I think you said something towards the beginning about like, we're always forgetting. Like we forget. Yeah, and then yeah, we remember. Yeah. You were saying you have to keep telling the story. Otherwise you forget what the song's about. Yeah. There's something similar in the spiritual pursuit where it's like at times can be the most interesting, engaging, elating, intoxifying pursuit. And other times you're just like, oh, it's just fucking nothing. Yeah. (laughs) Like you lose. Yeah, totally. So it's it's helpful to have those people. Today, as we're talking, what do you think? uh, How do you classify God in your mind? Or do you? Uh... Mm, uh, I don't know. You know, uh, just God is love. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's a I don't. Fine answer. Yeah, I, I, um, I definitely. Um, I think it's a great answer. Yeah. I, we don't have, that's not the, let's wear the deep hat. Yeah. When you think of it, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. kind of getting, trying to get a sense, is it, is it nothing? Is that just kind of like, well, that's stupid. I've let go of that. Or does oh, the, no, no, the no. search continue? Yeah, 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 for sure. I'm mean, trying I, to understand it. Yeah, yeah. And the um, thing I like about love is love is also very, very mysterious. Yeah. And the, the, the love that's holding us together and all that stuff feels like God to me. Like today is a very good God day for me. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. I, I woke up and I saw reality and remembered I'm here. Yeah. And it felt beautiful. And I felt a part of a thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? The mornings where you see the light coming through the window. Yeah. And then hitting your coffee cup and you're like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah. And I walked under a tree as I crossed over to Meltdown and was like, oh, hello. Yeah. Hello, Christ. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And today's there a good There was day. a Leonard Cohen thing where he said something like, it's someone was, like every day I wake up and just like I try to uh, find a, um, what, the way you said the phrase is great and I'm going to ruin it, but it's like, something like a, I try to enter into a place of grace, you yeah, know, and, yeah, and, and yeah. I, I like, um, I always think like the, I don't, I don't want my version of my idea of God to, to be like, it's not there when I'm grumpy and it is there when I'm happy. It's not that's, there when things are bad. That's, and it that's is the message I needed to hear today, and, by and, the way. That's um, so me. And it's, and, and so, yeah, you know, it's, um, <laughs> as we were talking, I was like, God can't be just elation. You no, know what I mean? totally. As, yeah. as much as I'm interested in God being a feeling, yeah. it's not about a fact, it's not about a science book, Yeah, it also can't just be everything's going my way. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like that's yeah. also garbage. That's also and it's too also, limiting. Yeah, but at the same time, God is not uh, us. It's not just obedience either. It's not just like, oh, I, I do all the right stuff. We right. also obviously that's not at all the point. Um, right. So I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I'm 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 walking around. What about and your figuring it out. What are you gonna? 
Because Val and I were both raised in the church. Yeah. We'd like to have baby squishes. Yeah. And we're kind of like, what do we do with these things? Yeah. <laughs> because Richie, uh-huh. Richie Rohr, yeah. and you, neither of us were raised Catholic. I'm kind of like. Well, he didn't have kids, and he, he could have made know. it so much easier on I us. I know. Just, we like, could have seen what he did. Yeah. But he also sings the praise, as we both have in this conversation, of our weird, not entirely correct, not anywhere near entirely correct, rigid system of faith indoctrination. Yeah. We both kind of appreciate that we had it yeah. so we could break away from it. Yeah. That's the Dalai Lama, learn the rules well, so mm-hmm. you learn how to break them well. Um, but what do we do with the next – and you know what? I, I feel like it's the it's the question of like how do you get started in, in rock and roll. Yeah. You, the answer is different depending it's on the day you ask. terrible and the most normal question ever and so terrible. Yeah, it also be different tomorrow. Yeah. You know what I mean? We don't know if it's Snapchat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Snapchat? Yeah. Like that's a good yeah. answer. Computers? Yeah. So we don't even know how we raise a kid <laughs> that will – because what I like is that I inherited a spiritual curiosity. I'm yeah. glad for that. And you and I are sophisticated, old enough, done the work enough to be like God is a mystery. Yeah. But then when you have a kid, they sometimes benefit from like uh, we don't – we don't. We call it God, but we're just going to call it God. Like it, yeah. the world is so complicated to you, we're just going to say God doesn't like it when you lie to me. Yeah, <laughs> or, I don't know. That seems manipulative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. What about your own death? That's another way at it. You're going to oh, die. Yeah. You're now 99 year old Nathan Willett, uh, and uh, you're you're dying, and you're going to die today, and it's going to be completely painless. So we can not worry about the pain of death. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? Are you are you the uh, emergency dissolving into the glass of water, or is it lights out, or are do you like me? Oh no no I yeah, yeah. no I think we go on and on like I um, I think uh, and we have been going on. Uh, oh man, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I I mean I don't know that, so I don't know. Let's not like, worry I, about the answers. I let's like not that be worried the about before back. the me. Like, I, but I feel like after this, like yeah, it goes on, but. Um, I mean, there's for me like a lot of stuff that has, I, uh, has I don't know, kind of rocked me in in my, I guess mostly like reading or friends that turn me on to stuff. It's like it's that idea of like the kingdom of God is 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 here and now, mm-hmm. and heaven is is you know kind of here and now, and wrestling with that because I don't know like stepping out of the world of like what's theologically right is is been a very like great um isn't it fun y- yeah like uh <laughs> like where do you ever the... listen to, uh, or uh, read dallas willard do you yeah. know him um he's insane and uh um yeah just like the uh, um should i what's the book to start with uh there's a book called renovation of the heart and another book called uh uh, it's all about the Sermon on the Mount, and it's called. I'll think Ooh, of it in a second. Buddy, Richard Rohr has a great thing on the Sermon on the Mount. Yeah, it's an audio thing. Yeah, just in case. Okay. Yeah. Um, Keep going though, Dallas Willard. But uh, heaven here with you. Yeah. Um, I don't. Uh, how how much how much um, I don't know how much it's like energy that goes on and on and. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything. I don't how, know. How, <laughs> then how do you feel about not knowing? Is it? Oh, I feel the, fine with it. You feel yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah, that's great. You know that. Um, who cares if you did? Know you ever or read uh, the, the C.S. Lewis, the one about Screw Tape? No. Uh, shit. 
My references losing them. <laughs> um, the where they're they're kind of like on a bus that kind of goes to a kind of heaven like place, and it's it's kind of like a fiction one that um, it's not screw tape letter. No. Um, Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. It it's the bus that's going to the afterlife. Yeah, yeah, I forget what's called. Yeah, and it kind of weirdly that Robin Williams movie where he kind of like went to hell for his wife. That what, committed what dreams? What come. dreams? They come kind of reminded me of that. Or, in, what, in dreams? Some way. <laughs> what dreams? What dreams? <laughs> but um, that C.S. Lewis book that was like a you know an earlier on you know whatever I was twenty or something read that and was just like oh yeah this is what it. This is a weird sci-fi-ish almost story about the afterlife and how we kind of have even another opportunity to be like, do you want – are you going to hang on to anger and bitterness um, because life wasn't fair or are you going to let go of it and and move on into a more joyful place not knowing mm. if that means having a body or having a – I don't know. I don't well, know. That's Richard that Roy. Richard Roy says we get what we expect. Yeah, you know, and and it's almost like you get what you're what you're working towards. Yeah, I, I think there's something right on about totally, that. totally. Like, what are you going to let go? You know the Avery Brothers song, uh, "No Hard Feelings." Have you heard it? No. You got to listen to it. It's okay. Gonna, it's going to kill you. Yeah, it's beautiful. But they talk about it's like talking about walking towards the light, holding the love that I've known in my life. Yeah, and you're just like that's the attitude. Yeah. of death because you could, I suppose, we could, we all could, in any moment, not just in our dying choose to hold on and focus on this acrid, disgusting shit, which we yeah. all had, or this kind of the, the warmer. It's not easy, but I mean, yeah. I feel like that's one of the games we're playing. Totally. I've never had like a much fear of death, I don't think. That's I, I, yeah, I, but um, but the, more, the stuff that's much more interesting is, is like, you know, fear of being wrong or fear of like being in an argument with someone you love and and like not backing down and not loving them more than your own opinion or like mm. things like that that to me are like uh much more That's beautiful what the the hard stuff that i don't know i uh, know that was yeah. great don't yeah. <laughs> I, I hate that you were like <laughs> i don't know after you said such a beautiful thing uh, loving somebody more than your own opinion is exactly in my opinion one of the things we're about yeah. That's why it's like The Divine Conspiracy is the name of Dallas Willard book. Sorry. Ah, Go ahead. Yeah, now I need to know what that C.S. Lewis one was about. I want to say it's like Wormwood or something. I don't know. That's the character in Screw Tape Letters. Oh, really? Pulling out my phone. I, I keep going to Screw Tape Letters. It's. Ah, oh, fuck our faces. Yeah. But anyway. Anyway. I love. That's what Ramdas's guru, Maharaji, said. Do what you have to do with somebody. Oh, I think Rumi actually said it, but he quoted it. Do what you have to do with another person, but never put them out of your heart. And it actually kind of goes mm. back to what we're talking about with the with the guy saying you stole his art. Uh-huh. Going like, can't we just go outside? Like we're in the house fighting. Can't we just yeah. step outside and look at the sky for a second? Yeah, because you're we're forgetting ourselves. We're yeah. playing our parts of offendee and offended so hard. Uh huh. That we're forgetting the, the the bigger, more interesting, juicier picture because uh-huh. we're just going – and that's booing at a baseball player uh-huh. instead of going under the uniform. That's just a guy named Dave. Yeah, yeah. Give and break. Dave is born. Dave will die. Dave's had his heart broken. Yeah. If he gets traded to the other team next year, you're going to clap for him. And that's, well, that's exactly – that's right out of my yeah. own brain. Exactly. Okay, yeah. 
That, that's in my book. I don't want you to think that I ripped. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Shit, what's don't this? get in an Instagram war with me because I know. And oh, the Great Divorce. The Great Divorce. Yes. Okay. Great one. I love it. Well, I, I love that. I think you you hit some really wonderful points. I'm I'm looking at my notes to make sure we hit everything. I wrote. Has anyone ever done this? So I was trying to write Cold War Kids, but I wrote CWC, and then I went like that. <laughs> no, we need a logo. That There's your logo. Yeah. Great. Do you need a logo? <laughs> yeah. I think that's kind of funny because it's yeah. like, whoops. Oh yeah, it's yeah. K. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's dumb or brilliant. I yeah. don't know yet. Look, yeah. man, the first person that saw the swoosh thought it was stupid too. Yeah. I'm just kidding. That, got, that like, might be terrible or something. Because we get, <laughs> I know, unfair. Talk about holding on to the love, not the bitterness. That person's got something to be bitter about. Um, we always talk about God, and then we end by asking, can you think of a time you laughed really, really hard in your life? Um, yeah. <laughs> I talked to a friend. Of, uh, I have a friend uh, from high school. His name is Brad Greenwell. And I was talking to him this week, and we were just talk, um, talking about the dumb stuff we used to do. And one time, we were, um, when we were probably like 16, 17, <laughs> we, uh, we would go steal CDs from places all the time, and, which is like, I, I don't know, I mean, I kind of know why, because we just, because one of those very dated things, like, you, if you didn't have that CD, you couldn't listen to that music. And a kid <laughs> now, I feel like, couldn't understand that, like, yeah. You couldn't click on something and listen to that. There was no new YouTube. album. You couldn't like watch. Yeah, you just couldn't the video. hear it. Yeah, yeah, it was not for you. Yeah. So and <laughs> unless you had you know that twenty dollars, like a CD was like eighteen ninety nine sometime. You yeah, know, at yeah, the yeah. warehouse or something. Right. For some reason, we had this thing. I, uh, my brother actually probably did it first, and then we started doing it. We would go steal CDs all the time. F- of course, we got caught at Fry's Electronics in Anaheim, <laughs> and. uh we got caught. We we were taken into like a weird little um, kind of like Fry's security jail thing, and and sat down, and they showed us the video of us taking CDs and going out to our car, and they were like, "You guys are going down," and 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 you know, um, and and like you guys are gonna. Um, you know, kind of scaring us and trying to make us think like we're going to go to jail or something. And, um, and so, and the, the guy was like, um, you know, if you guys don't, I don't even remember what the threat was, but there was some kind of threat of like, if you guys don't do so-and-so, then, um, you know, you're going to go to court and the da, 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 da. And my friend Brad and I are sitting there <laughs> in this situation that is so dumb, but we're scared and we're like, don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. And my friend Brad looked and he just said, I hope we don't get Judge Dredd <laughs> as, as like the judge who would, you know, because that movie was like new. You know what I mean? Like, And it was just that moment where you're like, we would just screamed with laughter. In the meeting. In, in the, the interrogation cell of Fry's Electronics. So where, funny. And the guy was looking at us like. But that's that wrong time to laugh that yeah. makes you laugh way harder where you're just like, oh, my God. And the guy, when a guy is looking at you like, not only was I trying to scare you into being like 
submissive here, but you're just laughing with glee that you're locked up for stealing. And like, we just loved it. And like, yeah, that's a fun laugh. But a good joke like that helps you forget the roles you're playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're supposed to be. I hope we don't get Judge Dredd. And the guy's supposed to be. I wonder (laughs) in the perfect world. He was suppressing a laugh. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. Because two kids yeah. laughing. That would be just If he was just kind of like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Behind his sternness, he's also giggling. That yeah, would be right on. That would be good. I yeah. love that. And that's, that's the perfect hard, hard laugh story because what are we all doing pretending this is so real and vital and very, very important? Yeah. Your CD is very important. Yeah. Judge Dredd. Hope we don't get Judge Dredd. He's gonna say, yeah. Stallone himself. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and I have one more just a selfish question for you. Uh huh. What do you? What your voice is insane, insanely wonderful, but also you're 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 singing. You yeah. know what I mean? No, you asked that question. What earlier, do you do to your didn't voice? Circle back on anything um, practical. We just went. We spent I want a lot of time know, in spiritual land. Because in the George Harrison documentary, <clears throat> he's drinking vinegar and honey and hot water, and he goes, "This is Aretha Franklin's secret yeah. thing." And since then, I've I've been on the hunt for like, what is the recipe? I lose my voice all the time. I yeah. steam my voice. Yeah. I honey. Um, you know, I. I've had so many problems over the years and had huge chunks of time when my voice is just gone. And I, I, like, I could, my speaking voice, and it was this even like a month ago or something, I had a stretch where my speaking voice just, yeah. But then I don't know if it's, basically, I can sing in this very, like, forceful way and still get to the notes, even though it feel it it takes a lot of work and it kind of even like hurts a little bit so it's terrible it's this thing where even a few years into touring i was just like man i wish i was like i wish i was not singing so loud and so high because i can't i can't keep this up you know um but i actually did like a like a over it was this time last year I got surgery on my nose and corrected my let's see like septum. Yes, corrected septum and had all this goo and they clean it all out. So for years I had just crazy phlegm and every day and night was trying to get rid of that phlegm. I still have like, you know, you're on a bus, oops, you're on a bus and you like the air's terrible and you're drinking and I like I used to smoke and that's, you know, obviously a whole other thing to definitely not do but yeah um i kind of so surgery helped a ton. surgery helped a ton um like i don't really drink tea as like i do kind of i don't do i don't have a regimen you don't? I don't have a regimen yeah you're just doing it you just do it wait that's what glenn hansard said he was like how do you save your how do you hit the notes when your voice is go he goes feeling it yeah, yeah. I mean, like, that's exactly it, which is actually totally irresponsible, and it's not cool. Right. I don't think it's good. Uh, I think I, I like I admire people who have a regimen and respect up, their you do warm-ups. No, you don't do warm-ups. No, not really. It, I do it's warm-ups. Stupid. It's totally stupid. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because when I listen to you sing, I'm I'm always floored, and I'm like, great for the record. How does this guy do this every night? I yeah. don't understand. Uh yeah, I got to I don't know what that thing's that's going to happen that's going to make me get uh serious about this whole singing thing and uh really make me have a, have a regimen but I don't know. I think you're fine. I mean when I'm des- when I if, if when I, I I it's that thing where I, I when it becomes a problem I'll, I'll do I'll I'll hit you know the uh lemon and hot water and honey and all that stuff when nice. I need to but not like oh, on and the rig. Scott Hutchinson from Frightened Rabbit said he would drink whiskey 
and drink scotch. Yeah. Because like, I remember you went, I'm not just saying this because I'm Scottish, but I would drink a little scotch. Yeah. And I was like, I can't, I can't nah, really believe that's that that's bullshit. real. Yeah, that's <laughs> bullshit. I mean, every, people love to say that because it's like, it's, it's like, like when you cute, say it helps it's with your cool. cold. Yeah. Oh, it's because I have a cold. Dude. You yeah. just love scotch. Yeah. <laughs> and you're making it worse. Like, it, yeah. as long as you know that, you yeah. are, you yeah. like, be like, ah, what if you, like, you're I heard if you just take care. a little shot of tequila and you're right. like, yeah, no, I've been doing this for years. Yeah. Like, I know what that shot of tequila does. It's right. like, it doesn't help the voice. <laughs> it makes you, it might make you care less, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Which in the moment, you can, you can kind of care less about kind of the damage you're doing to get through to those notes. Yeah. But you still pay for it. Do you at least open with easier songs then? Um, no. <laughs> no. I don't know. I, yeah, I just, I, I think there's something kind of like well. punky about just, I don't know. Not, I get it. But at the same time, I know that's dumb. So I don't think, that's why uh, in the Metallica documentary, because I was just going to say, but the Sex Pistols or whatever didn't do vocal warm-ups, but it's like, in the Metallica documentary, have you seen some kind of monster? Oh god, yeah. He's in the stairwell doing me, 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 yeah. me, which I'm like, yeah. I wonder if you have a Hetfield in your future, like a Hetfield moment. Yeah, and I don't too. wish that on you, but I'm just like, I wonder if we're just like both of us will be like doing stretches that we never thought we had to in our body and our voices. Later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? It'll come soon. Yeah. I'll have to do it. Well, what's the name of the new album that I'm going to be listening it to? It is called La Divine. It's been out. And what's a little the song bit about Richard Rohr? Uh, about Richard Rohr. Yeah. <laughs> Influence. Um, yeah, uh, "Love Is Mystical" is the first song. Oh wow! Um, but there's a lot of it. Like, there's a song called "Can We Hang On" um, that is about that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to break open into all that. But that's like a, a song that you like. That's yeah, a it's a song that I like a lot, with. and it's a song... That's a song that you like? <laughs> that I feel like, yeah, has a lot of this stuff in it. That's Spiritual great. Spiritual stuff, searching stuff, and, and yeah. See, you're doing it, man. You're just yeah. not... You're not thinking about it, which is good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we're not shoving all this hard stuff into our heads, and that's okay. Yeah. I, I think it's wonderful. I'm just trying to... Yeah, yeah. Fun. No, I mean, if anything, there's nothing more important to me than, like... So, I mean, I listen to your podcast. I'll listen to Rob. I'll listen to... Um, like I, I hear things that happen in those conversations that I am like, like that's, that's the stuff mm. and that's the stuff that I need to get into songs, you know? Cause yeah. like I, I want that depth, you know, always, I always want that depth and I'll always do kind of like whatever it takes to get there. I, I, I don't always know if it translates, yeah. um, yeah. but that's the stuff that moves me for yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're in the same game then. Yeah. Because yeah, we're yeah. looking for it. Well, thank you, Nathan. We're gonna. Thank you so I, much. I really appreciate. it. Would you say? What fun? Would you say keep it crispy? Keep it crispy. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you, buddy. It was a pleasure. That was awesome.